Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Wednesday, December 6th. We are here live. It's time for Destination Health. We've got some time here at the open to get some calls in, so jump in and join us. It is a health free-for-all. If you've got a question, a comment, a topic, anything at all to do with health, just pick up the phone and join me. The number, write this down, it's new, 319-527-6791. Phone lines are open. I don't have a lot of an open today, so jump in and ask your question or jump in and bring in your topic, whatever you want to talk about today. At the bottom of this hour, so we've got about 30 minutes to get in some... uh, free-for-all calls, and then we'll be joined by uh, one of the newest members of Dr. Wolfson's team, Dr. Smeagol. He'll be joining us, so if you have uh, questions for him, we'll continue on with the questions at the bottom. That number to join us again, 319-527-6791. You know, I've really been talking and posting a lot lately about... um, really working on your immune system. I mean, I I can't think of anything more important right now. One of the things I don't think people should do is get complacent with, you know, what's going on or what's going around. So it's pretty easy to look back and say, well, you know, they told us COVID was going to be so bad. And as long as you were healthy, it really wasn't. But don't get complacent with that. There are viruses and pathogens in the world that are dangerous no matter how healthy you are. Now, the healthier you are, the stronger your immune system is, the better your odds are going to be. There's no doubt about that. But I wouldn't think just because you've done all the work and you're eating a good, clean diet and you're nice and healthy that you can't get really sick. Um, It's better to just stay prepared than to get complacent and think that there's nothing out there that's going to bother you as long as you stay healthy. Um, It's not true. And I wouldn't think that way. So I have committed again to, uh, again, I do this a lot. I'm committed to really, really working on my um, stress protocol. And for me, the best time to do it is always in the morning. So I've uh, I've been working on it this week. I think I'm going to post a lot to uh, hold myself accountable this time. I have a tendency to work on the stress protocol, and then I start feeling a lot better. My numbers all go up, all the numbers I want to go up. My stress numbers all go down, and everything looks great, and then I start to slack off. And as soon as I do, my numbers start to go back down, and I just don't feel as good. So this time I'm really going to stick to it. And uh, like I said, I'm going to post, so hold me accountable. If you see me start to slack off and not post, call me and ask me why not. My goal is to make sure I do the full routine three to four times a week. So the the one thing I don't want to do every day right now is the uh, resistance training because I'm doing the same thing every day. I did not bring my bands with me. I didn't, I thought this was going to be a really short trip and I didn't think I'd have any time to use them. So I'm just doing body weight right now and I just do three. So I do push-ups to failure and I do them in a way that I will fail somewhere between 15 and 30. 
Now, I, I could do more than 30 push-ups, but it, the way to do that, we don't really want to go over 30. We want to fail somewhere between 15 and 30. If you can't do 15 push-ups, cheat to get to 15. And eventually you'll be able to get to 15 without cheating. If you can do more than 30, then slow down and go really strict. And I promise you there's a way that you can do this that you will not go over 30. I actually only got to 20 today. I was going really slow and realized that um, it was really starting to fatigue the muscles. And I only got to 20 and then I did five more kind of half push-ups. So right now, since I don't have my X3 bar and the bands with me, I do uh, push-ups to failure, deep, really deep squats to failure, and I almost use that as a stretching exercise as well. I get down deep into the squat, and then crunches to failure. And again, you want to fail somewhere between 15 and 30. And the way to do it, if you can do more than 30, is slow down and be really strict about it. Uh, also, the cold shower. Yeah, I got to get used to that again. That's always challenging. I can't wait to get back to that point where it actually feels good, where I look forward to turning it to cold. Right now, I just dread it, um, but I know it's good for me. Uh, four rounds of the breathing. I get in some infrared light every day, and this time I'm also going to document the change in uh, biometrics, my HRV stress levels, sleep, those kind of things. They should all start. My HRV has started improving already in just a couple days of doing it. All right. Phone calls are coming in. So we're going to get to them. Jump in and join us. 319-527-6791. You can also um, use the call in button on the app. That will get you right in as well. Let's get started in California this morning. Brandy, welcome to the program. Thank you, Kevin. Um, via what I listen on your show and, and the products you have in your store, I have a friend who's 70s or so, was labeled possibly diabetic, so I got him on Cardio Miracle and the Berberine, and the doctors are liking his numbers. He told me yesterday that he's low in iron, so I started to go through your store to see what might help him, but I didn't get through it all, um, kind of time-consuming. Um, but I was also going into a, a subject about Ozempic, and I've heard some, so somebody, or I think the doctor, some that maybe saw it, that uh, they gave him a score six-something. I don't know all the diabetic terms and stuff, but the, the, the Ozempic says that seven is a good score, <laughs> it's like I've heard just but, no, but I, that's not. If, you, if, we do, if, if I don't know what this score is, it's completely meaningless. Are we talking about A1C? I believe so. Yeah, it, a six. He had a six. And then this Ozempic is starting to say that a seven is a good. And I'm starting to hear people really praise it. Now, I don't intend well, for, to first off, meet him uh, that way. For, first off, those are really round numbers, so I want to make sure we're talking about A1C here. I've never heard it referred to as a score, and it, it's well, usually related as like 6.2, 7.1. So I'm not questioning it. I just want to make sure I'm talking about the right thing, and I'm not convinced that I am yet. I'm sh I, I believe you are, because when these, these diabetic, this, for the Ozempic, would say that that 
that score that they advertise. Seven is you know, horrible. We can get you down. Seven is diabetic. I, oh, I know it is. Yeah. And I, I don't touch there. But they're yeah. advertising it like that's a good score. And no, he's sort of convinced awful. that, and uh, I know it is. And I, and I don't doubt that. And this is why, I, you know, he's on Cardio Miracle and he's on Berberine, but his doctors are, you know, they're trying to poo-poo what, we're trying to, what I'm trying to do. And it's like, this is better for you than this. So I was going through a store looking for low, he has now, low iron. Well, iron's so, easy, just have meat, a lot of beef. Okay. Which well, is good for him Well, he problem with his teeth, because he probably doesn't have any. Probably has dentures, and, and maybe something about what he can and can't Well, eat. then he should eat a lot of ground um, beef. Okay. Ground beef is very healthy. Yeah, so... And we can make it even healthier by grinding in some liver and some heart and some kidneys and some organ meats and plenty of good fat. Um, he should be eating a lot of ground beef and eggs, which is okay. not only good My for his iron levels, but it's, it's, it's excellent for his uh, diabetes. Okay. So we also, we both have the toe fungus thing. He's taking... And I am doing it as well. The cop or the silver spray on the top, and I have this pills that I got from the internet, and so far it seems to be working. But he's on the copper, and I was looking in in the copper drop that says it kind of does reverse for the iron, and I was thinking, well, maybe he should not be taking that. Well, and, uh, first off, but, first off, let's take a step back because all I've heard you talk about so far are supplements. What's he doing with his diet? Well, I don't know. You, well, <laughs> see, ju just so you know, ju ju being diabetic. Ju just so you know, and uh, you know, I get criticized for this, but I really don't care. If this person isn't going to change their diet, I just won't work with them. Those supplements are not going to fix it. I know that they're just not. Yeah, they might help. They can't hurt. Well, but, but then, when, but, hold, the but then when, hold on, then when we get down to like, should we be supplementing copper because it might lower iron and it, but, but not in a good diet, we would not have to worry about those things. If he were eating plenty yeah. of beef and eggs and not a lot of grains with anti-nutrients in them, we wouldn't have to worry about his iron levels. That's why we always well, approach about, it with food first. The good thing about this, he listens to this show. So I will definitely lead him to this first call, and he will be able to hear you say this to him. Good, because so. that, that, again, I'm glad you're helping him. I hope it helps. It, it will probably help a little, but he will not stop being diabetic if he doesn't change his diet. Right. That's the big message here. And as long as he's still diabetic, he's still going to deal with that and eating the standard American diet or close to it. He's still going to deal with nutritional imbalances and deficiencies because of all the anti-nutrients in the diet and the lack of nutrients in the diet. And he's still going to be diabetic and he will still have the diabetic complications. He's trying to prove them that he's not diabetic and he seems to think that he has, but I don't know. I'm, well, I'm just listening. I listen it, it, and I learn. It, well, if he, I, I, I can help him prove whether he's diabetic or not. And I'm not going to blow smoke up his skirt. We're going to look at real numbers. I mean, if he's concerned right. and he wants to prove it, he should wear CGM. That's the quickest way. We're trying to. I, I linked him with uh, the the one in. I can't remember Sarah. Nutrisense. But he hasn't done it because 
Right, because, you know, you can't get a prescription for a doctor to give it to him because I don't know. And I said, well, you need to contact her, and I'll pay for it. But he hasn't taken me up on it yet. Um, so uh, I'm willing. Yeah, and I'm glad you're willing to help. It's awesome. It really is. I hope he's willing to do the work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just like to make sure well, that, that I'm clear with people that the supplements are not going to fix anything. All right. They will be a big help to yeah. a very well-designed, low-carb diet of some sort. Keto, carnivore, very low-carb paleo. They will help any of those diets. On their own with the standard American diet, we're not going to fix much of anything. Right. Well... I will get him to listen to this, and we'll see where it goes from there, and I will keep you informed. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks for, thanks for helping, and thanks for sharing. Uh, somebody just sent me a link on um, X to somebody who had some, uh, I, don't, I don't know why I can't say this word, long, long, longevity. I don't even know if that's the right word. The, the idea that we can do things that will make us live longer. I am not a big fan of that whole field of study because I don't know how you prove any of this stuff. Now, I believe that we eat a good, clean, carnivore, keto, real food diet. I can't think of a better way to live longer, but I can't prove that, and nobody else can either. So all of these protocols that claim to increase our lifespan I, I really don't believe them. How, how did we test this? It, if we start working on 40-year-olds, we're going to have to wait 40 years. And, and even then, how do we prove that what we did actually made somebody live longer with all of the other variables in that 40-year time frame? The next thing I saw is the whole diet plan looked either vegan or vegetarian. I didn't see any meat anywhere. And I saw a lot of crazy, weird superfoods and smoothies and bars. And, and, but then I almost fell over when I saw the list of supplements. I, I was going to count them, but it would have taken me too long. And I'm not exaggerating. Anybody who believes the way that we're going to live longer is take three handfuls of supplements every day. And there was, you had to take them like three or four different times a day. Not no, but hell no. There were even some prescription drugs in there like metformin. Uh, you have to be very, very careful who you listen to these days. Let's, um, let's get to the phones. Let's go to, I think this is Saskatchewan. Pat, welcome. Ah, good morning, Kevin. Uh, just wanted to talk to you about that, that that topic of careful who we listen to. I just went in for a physical. We do it every five years up here to a certain age. <clears throat> when I went in there, to have to get the statin. You need it to survive in order to prevent a heart attack. Now, I do have numbers if you want to hear the number. I don't know if I converted it properly, but it's a 10.7 in the, in the metric system, and I believe it's you know, four... Hey- one four uh, in the period. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's just stop right there. You know, over the years, I've taken people's numbers and I run them through the calculator and I say, well, here's what your ratios look like. And, and ratios are better than raw numbers. Um, I, I've evolved out of that. Uh, are you eating a good diet? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Then, yes. then just ignore your cholesterol numbers and ignore your doctors. 
Mm-hmm. It's not even a topic well, I'm gonna, I, I, I think we need to talk yeah. about anymore. If you're eating the right diet, your cholesterol will be completely healthy, and cholesterol does not cause heart attacks. It just doesn't. Are you on X? Yes. I, there's somebody um, that I follow on X that, uh, God bless them, they post more stuff about really good stuff about statins and cholesterol day after day after day. Um, the name to look for is Marion, M A. R-I-O-N, Holman, H-O-L-M-A-N. And if you want to understand the real truth about cholesterol and statins, read what they post every day. I think it's a man, actually. There's a picture, but you can't see the head. Marion could be either one. But I think it's a man. Read what he posts. It's incredible, not just about how damaging statins are, what a horrible drug they are. Nobody should be taking a statin. Um, he also talks about how good cholesterol is for us and how many things it does in our body. The idea that we would ever want to lower cholesterol is a horrible idea. Mm-hmm. No, I get that, Kevin. I think some of the battle is with, with my lady friend telling me, oh, no, you're going to need to listen to the doctor. And I said, well, why would I want to? I feel good, you know. Uh, and I can think of a hundred reasons why you shouldn't. <laughs> Exactly. I, I mean, we have no, really determined that that, that somewhere in the high 90 percent of everything they tell us to do is completely wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, Kevin, when they ask, because uh, you got to pay cash, it's not free. Like they say, it's free up here, but you yeah. pay cash for the for the medical. And when she said, well, did he pay cash or or card? And the reception said, card. Well, she said, well, we need to collect cash next time because I don't know where that money goes on the machine. And I just thought, well, these, it's like being in a freaking drug house, these people. What, 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 the, the receptionist said, I don't know where the money goes on that machine? The doctor said that. It goes to your bank account. That's how credit card, that's how it works when you charge people on a credit card and you're the vendor. The money goes into your bank account. What do you mean he doesn't know where it goes? I think I think they meant uh, it goes to the healthcare system and the healthcare system dibbies it out as necessary. It doesn't go to the actual doctor. Oh, maybe in Canada that Other could be. You've got such yet. a goofy system up there. Um, I Yeah. Uh, that just seemed like an odd thing to say. Maybe yeah. maybe it doesn't go to your bank account in Canada. That would be pretty awful. But um, h- how bad is the system then if they're just going to go to taking cash? But you're right. It's more like drug dealers. Exactly, Kevin. I mean, what, they're pushing us away from cash, but yet now you have a doctor saying, I want cash the next time you come in. Like, come on, really? Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe, you know, and I, I could probably agree with him on the cash thing if he would get on board with the real health stuff. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I agree there. Yeah, I wouldn't argue with him over the no, cash. That's not that, that big of a deal to me. In fact, um, based on what I see happening in the financial world, we should probably all go back to cash. And I can't believe I'm the one saying that. I love using credit cards. I love the fact that I don't have to carry cash around with me all the time, but... Um, I, I think I might just move back to cash as much as I can. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know, and I asked her, I said, well, how does everything else look? Fatty liver, any of that? Nope. Everything looks good except for this. 
you need to take a statin to prevent the heart attack. I said, yeah, I think maybe I'll let the good Lord handle that. Yeah, yeah, much much better idea. They're they're they are so yeah. far behind on the real research, or they just don't care. The whole system is not designed to make anybody any healthier. It's just designed to generate a lot of money. Yeah, no, that's right. I appreciate that, Kevin. Some of the newest research now shows that statins actually increase quite a bit, increase your risk of being diabetic. <laughs> That's bad. That's really bad. <laughs> so well, that was a, And that was a 14-hour fast I had done for that blood work. Uh, which means you're, so you're even, I mean, yeah, it was better than it could have been. Um, so uh, I'm looking at your NutriQ, correct? Correct. Okay. Um, you've really only got one thing in the high priority. You, you got lots of things kind of in the middle, um, medium priority. We could work on those maybe, but um, are you suffering like heartburn or acid reflux? No, no, I don't. And even some of that stuff on that NutriCube, Kevin, was stuff that was probably, you know, maybe over a year ago, you know, since the last gout flare up, you know, things like that. But yeah. still, okay. the way you answer it, you have to put it in there. Yeah, and it's somewhat subjective. You must have some sort of upper GI symptoms. Do you get bloating and belching after you eat? A little bit, just, you know, but then I think maybe I had lots of good fat in that meal, and sometimes, you know, lately it's been one good meal in the middle of the day, and it's usually good for the rest. Yeah, which is a great way to eat because it gives our digestive system a break, so it's not working all the time. Um is there something in your health right now you want to improve? No. Okay, good. Honestly, good. I mean, yeah, that, that's the most important. I mean, I can look at the NutriQ and go, oh, well, you know, based on your numbers, there's probably some things we should work on. But we also know some people are high responders and some people are low responders. And again, it's subjective. So the one question I just like to ask people, is there a symptom or something about your health you want to work on? And if the answer is no, then good. Just keep doing what you're doing. You know, there was one that she asked me about heart disease. And I did not, I did hear, like I, I, I told her I was adopted and I was, but I did hear through the grapevine and throughout the years of, oh, your uncle died of heart disease, but he was a heavy drinker too. You know, so how do you, how do you hold on, hold on, cardiovascular health is not hereditary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Most things aren't. These are metabolic Mm -hmm. diseases. They're not genetic diseases. There is not a single gene anybody can point to and say, if you have this gene, you're more likely to get cardiovascular disease. Well, if that's not the case, then why are we even looking at our our ancestors? They have nothing to do with this that we could change. We may have some tendencies because of generational issues that's different than pure genetics. But all of these diseases we're worried about, diabetes, heart disease, liver disease, kidney disease, those are all metabolic diseases. They happen because of your diet, nothing else. Stress could be worked in there, but but diet is really still by far the biggest factor. You have your cardiovascular scores in the low priority. There's nothing to indicate that you have any kind of heart issues. No, no. I mean, she she asked me, you know, she was actually shocked that I'm 53-year-old white male and not on any pharmaceutical drugs. And that, that's she said, the, I cannot sign off on this and 
I have to give me blood work before I can sign off on this. So, okay. <laughs> Oh, man. I, I feel great. I'm not on any prescriptions. Well, something's wrong, and we're going to dig till we find a prescription to give you. I mean, that's what they might as well say. Absolutely, Kevin. I've never had to do blood work to get a physical for a Class 1 driver's Un- license. Unbelievable. This was the first time. Unbelievable. Yeah. So. Yeah. They're not yeah. doing that for and, our and health or anybody's in. safety. No. No, I no, I agree. I, to bring me in and say you you are a heart, a heart attack waiting to happen, and I said, well, how is that possible? You know, I'm out here doing stuff that most men half my age aren't doing. It, it, and most men half your age are probably on at least one prescription drug, <laughs> or so, or non-prescription too. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be too. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's uh, it's pretty incredible when I read now that and. I got to go dig and see if this statistic is actually right, because I'm a little shocked. 71% of the males in the United States who try to get into the military don't qualify. And, wow. and I, and I got to tell you, the qualifications to get into the, the military are not that tough. They're really not. They're not that difficult at all. And uh, they said it was because of uh, poor health, poor education, uh, injuries, there were some crimes, but 71% can't even qualify to go into the military? We're in trouble. We're in real trouble. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Anything else I can help you with today? No. No, I wish you a Merry Christmas, and uh, thanks for all all you do for us out here, Kevin. Appreciate your time. Merry Christmas. Thanks for the call. We are going to, uh, looking to see if we have our guest here yet. Uh, we don't. I think we should hear pretty quickly. We're coming up on the bottom of the hour. I think I'll jump into one more call. Let's go to Oregon. Bob, welcome. How are you doing this morning, Kevin? Good. What can I help you with? Question. Three-year carnivore meat water salt. Okay. I ended up getting sick in April or May. Uh, ever since then, and I was like, I don't know, I face down in the bed for three, four days. Didn't eat nothing. Since then, I belch nonstop. What do you, and, what are you thinking? I tried hydrochloric acid. I'm taking two pills, and I've got massive heartburn. Yeah, stop that because it doesn't so, sound like that's the case. And, and do you have a history of heartburn or acid reflux at all? Nope. Okay. But I did notice this that ever since I got sick, if I drink cold water, I'm running to the toilet, and it's immediate. So, it's within ten minutes. So what? what and that was new. What was the sickness? Did it feel more like a flu or like an upper respiratory infection? It felt. It, it felt like the flu. Uh, I couldn't drive. It was like someone was just right in my back kidneys for twenty four hours. Then it was I couldn't keep my head up. And then I had uh, the chills and all that, the sweats, and then perfectly fine. Did you take any kind of medication, even over the counter? Nothing. Nothing. I okay. sat there and, and literally sweated out, drank just strictly water since then. Uh, I mean, I can see here's the thing I can go eat a ribeye uh, 
couple hours later, I start burping, but there's no smell. Yeah, it, I can somewhat taste it, but there's no smell. When we when we see a lot of upper digestive gas like that and a lot of belching and burping after eating, it's almost always SIBO. Now, I don't know why you developed SIBO while you were sick, but it, it, had you mm -hmm. taken anything over-the-counter antibiotics, then it's pretty likely you'll get SIBO because we mess with the gut bacteria. SIBO occurs when we get gut bacteria way up high in our digestive tract where it doesn't belong. And as long as it can stay there and live, what it's doing is it's fermenting the food in your upper GI tract when it shouldn't. We, we shouldn't have any of that going on until you get all the way to your large intestine, your bowels. But when, when bacteria make their way up through the system and they end up in our small intestine where they don't belong, we get SIBO and this is the biggest symptom. So there's some testing that could be done or one of the things I like to do is, is just try the product we have in the store, Atron Teal. It, it's designed for SIBO. It was created by a, um, a gastroenterologist and it works. And if you take it and all this goes away, then it was SIBO and you'll be done. If you take it and it gets better, but it doesn't completely go away or it comes back again after you stop the Atron Teal, then we actually have Atron Teal Plus, which is for really tough cases. So you could do some testing to see if it's SIBO, but if it is, my recommendation is going to take, say, just take Atron Teal. Um, so you might as well just try it and skip the testing and see what happens. All righty. I will do that. All right. And uh, call me back Thank and you. let me know. Now it is time to bring in our guest today. He is a uh, member of Dr. Jack Wolfson's team, and uh, he's here to talk with us today. So I'd like to welcome in Dr. Keith Smeagol. Dr. Smeagol, welcome. Thank you. Pleasure being here. Uh, I think you may have come in at the uh, at the tail end of that call, and if you heard what I was saying, you may have been a I don't know a little shocked. Um, I love the saying you guys have there uh, in your office: "Test, don't guess." But absolutely, uh, you know, on the front line down here with what I do, sometimes, and this was a case like that. Sometimes I do the opposite. And then if it doesn't work, I send them to you guys. Um, sometimes I say, you know, testing can get expensive. It can get time consuming. Um, sometimes let's take a guess and throw, throw something at this and see if it works. And this is a case where I almost always do that. He, um, he was sick a couple weeks ago. Uh, he eats a very clean carnivore diet, has for a couple years, pretty healthy. But he got sick. And a lot, wow. it's one of the things I want to talk to you about yeah. today. A lot of people seem to be getting sick. And after he got over it, now every time he eats, he's belching a lot, um, which sounds to me like SIBO. Uh, and we have a product for Dotron Teal, oh, yeah. which works Absolutely. really well. So I told him, you know, we could test to see if it is SIBO. But if it is, I'm just going to tell you to take Dotron Teal anyway. So why not try a round of it and see if it works? Right. You know, it's, it's, you know, patients have certain amount of resources they could spend on, on these treatments because, you know, we're not, we're not part of the traditional, you know, insurance system. So if they only, if they only have a certain amount of resources and they spend that all on discovery, you know, the, the lab work or whatever imaging, 
you know, they may not have funds for the treatment. So I understand your, your position on, hey, let's, let's, let's tackle this, you know, with maybe kind of a few simple things, see if we get some results. If not, then we'll take it to the next level. Yeah, and, and as long as there isn't some serious medical condition going on that I'm worried about, you know, if there are really strong cardio symptoms, I, I'm certainly sending them your way right off the bat. But um, I, I'm pretty sure nobody's ever died from excessive belching. <laughs> Not that I know of. I, I think we're probably okay guessing on this one and, and see if it works. Uh, first off, I, I kind of jumped in and just started talking about topics there. One, I'd love to welcome you to our show and uh, see what's on your mind today. Yeah. So Dr. Jack Wilson, uh, the natural uh, heart doctor, uh, he's, I, I've known him for probably 15, 20 years, but we just kind of joined uh, forces. I'm, I'm a regenerative medicine uh, specialist. So basically, it's more about like anti-aging. So I'm kind of directing that part of the practice right now with patients, you know, looking for anti-aging procedures, but more importantly, these patients that are suffering from pain, especially chronic pain, you know, how do they manage pain? What do they do? Um, you know, can I get out of pain? And basically, I'm, I'm taking those patients and, you know, going through my program or my assessment and finding out, you know, what tissues are driving pain? Is it a nerve tissue? Is it a tendon? Is it a joint? Um, is it a combination of these things? Um, and then, you know, after we have the discovery phase, you know, what type of, you don't want to say natural treatments, but what type of treatments we have that can be regenerative instead of, instead of just suppressing symptomology? You know, do we want right. to do some sort of procedures to help restore tissue function? So that's kind of my role in the practice. I also do quite a, a few other things uh, for anti-aging, but that kind of crosses over, you know, with just kind of well-being. Of course, if you're yeah. healthier, you're going to slow down your, your aging process. So there's a lot of tools in the clinic that I brought over that can do these things, but it also makes the patient feel better. You know, I, it's funny because I mentioned uh, anti-aging as a topic this morning, and uh, the last conference I was at, I was actually with Dr. Wolfson, and it was a big anti-aging conference in Las Vegas, the A4M. Uh, I've got yeah. mixed feelings about that. And the reason I brought it up this morning was somebody sent me a link to somebody that posts a lot somewhere. I don't know where. And so I had found their link and I went through their site and they were all about extending lifespan. And I, I'm a little, I don't know, I'm a little uh, mixed about this whole topic because I have a feeling what you're doing, and we'll get to it, I would probably agree with. This idea of some of these approaches I've seen that, that they're going to tell us they're going to extend life. My first question is, uh, how do you know that? How, how can you prove that? Yeah, where's the research? The, the testing, yeah. well, I, you and I both know that it doesn't exist, and I'm not sure that it can exist. How do you take some, you know, an, an organism with the roughly an 80-year lifespan— make some changes, and then prove that it extended it to 85. There's so many variables, and it would be so long-term, and we'd never be able to control all this stuff. How would we ever know what really worked? Right. And so it's, this, it's more about quality, quality of life in those ages, yeah, the upper ages. That, that's, that's the approach that I think makes a whole lot more sense. This, this particular person was trying to say this will absolutely extend the number of years you live. First off, it was, it was either a vegan or vegetarian diet because I didn't see any meat anywhere. I saw a lot of goofy smoothies yeah. and, you know, things like that. But then when I got to the supplement list... 
I almost fell off my chair. It is the longest supplement list I have ever seen in my life, which included actually things like metformin. Yeah, and that's kind of been debunked quite a bit. Uh, I think uh, Dr. Peter Atia right. did a podcast about that, and the research is not holding up. You know, if we really... It's, it's actually decreasing... Go ahead. It's decreasing muscle mass. That's what, that's what they're finding out is like these patients that have been taking metformin for anti-aging, it's de- decreasing lean muscle mass. Yeah, see, that's what I mean. When we start talking about topics like this, there are so many unintended consequences that we're not going to understand. So I, I like the approach of let's do all the things we know, improve all your biomarkers right now, make you feel better. And I would have to believe if there's any way to live longer, better, that would be the way to do it. Absolutely. You know, it puts it back into the patient's hands. You know, if if they're feeling better, they're performing better, their quality of life is going to increase. They're going to have less states of anxiety, depression, which could drive up some of these biomarkers that can create inflammation. So if we can kind of slow those things down or even stop them, the patient's just going to have an overall better quality of life. I, I agree. And if there is any way to extend life, that seems to me like that would be the only way. And that's a, that could be a byproduct. Good. Yeah. Like that's that's right. not my goal. Not, it, right. Not my, you know, we're here now. You're sitting in front of me right now. You have an issue. Who cares if you're going to live to 120? Yeah. You know, who, you wouldn't <laughs> exactly. want to live to 120 if you're having all these issues. That's a good point, too. That's exactly right. Um, so uh, the other topic I really did want to get some feedback from you on is, is, is are you are you seeing more sick people this year? So I'm seeing a demographic of patients that are kind of maybe under 45 that I've, those patients are getting more and more sick and they're having trouble combating, you know, these types of issues. And when they're sick and they're run down, they're, they're, they're developing some mental health issues and they're not really reaching out for help, uh, help on the mental health issues. But I, what I'm seeing is that their energy is, is down. They're not feeling well. They're having some memory loss issues. They're, they're not up to their A game. What I'm seeing is in, of these patients, especially the last like two or three months, yeah, they're not, they're not able to recover from uh, an illness, you know, like an illness that may naturally occur just from you being, you know, overworked, you know, maybe not taking care of yourself, you know, a simple cold or something like that, um, that they're just not recovering from. So, yes, I I've, I've have seen that quite a bit in the last few months. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, uh, one of the things we talk about a lot on the show, because we have a lot of people who have been eating very clean for years, they've done all the hard work, they're healthy. Um, you know, sometimes we, we start to feel a little bulletproof, like, oh, yeah, we're not going to get sick. And, and most people that, that have really, you know, addressed their health and their diet and, and done all these things really don't get sick all that often. Um, I've been sick twice in the last nine years. Um, once was just a couple weeks ago. Both times, I had really allowed myself to get very run down. Uh, you know, I was measuring HRV. Yeah. My HRV had just tanked down into the low 30s when it's usually in the high 50s. My stress levels were high. I, I monitor stress levels. I, I was still eating very, very clean, probably cleaner than normal, trying to kind of combat you know, the, the lifestyle and the stress have been on a long road trip, almost two months traveling, a lot of events, a lot of speaking. And I, I knew I was susceptible because I was really run down. 
Um, and I got sick, and I got pretty sick. Two or three days, I didn't want to do much of anything, and it took me almost two weeks to shake it off completely. So one of the things I, I try to remind people of is we might be really healthy and we might feel a little bulletproof, but, but be careful. There's still some dangerous pathogens out there. Absolutely, and you want to be able to have an immune system that can kind of support, not overmodulate, defend against against these things, and you know, so you can kind of maintain that level of health. Um, but you know, sometimes I get these patients that come in, they go to their traditional doc, and I say, well, soon, you know, we're going to put you on this antibiotic, we're going to put you, on, you know, we want you to kind of just rest, um, take off a few days of work. Um, but what happens is these patients kind of get demotivated to kind of push themselves after they're feeling better. They, the, the, the doctors are telling them, all right, you know, stop doing your, your jujitsu training, your MMA, because you, you're sustaining these injuries. So they're kind of slowing down their, their intensity, which I think drives their immune system to get suppressed. Because if you're not having like high intensity intervals of activity, right. you know, one or two times a week, because you're afraid of your body, breaking down, that can lead to a, a, an immune system that has been compromised. Well, you know, that that part, partially what was going on with me. Like I said, I kept my diet really clean because that's easy. But with all the travel and everything I was doing, I totally backed off on my activity levels. I wasn't doing the high intensity resistance training. Um, I typically do some Wim Hof breathing every day. I wasn't doing any of those things. And, and I really yeah. feel like that, that was what allowed me to get to the point where I got sick. Absolutely. The different facets of health. You can be perfect on your diet, but then your exercise, you know, gets a little loose. And then maybe your mental health gets a little loose, you know, and that can cause some issues. So ideally, you want to have all these facets of, of health integrated. You're doing them on, a, on hopefully a daily, a da daily activities. But, you know, sometimes, you know, life gets in the way, holidays come up, you know, family members have issues and, you know, you start missing these things and then it, it starts affecting you. And you, when you're a high vibration individual, which it sounds like you are, and you have some of these things that are kind of missing in your life, it really affects that individual more dramatically instead of the patient that's kind of always at a low, you know, 40 to 60 percent, you know, they're just not, they're not functioning at these high levels. And they're not going to be aware of like these subtle changes of their lifestyle that how it affects their health for p people like yourself that when you're high intensity, high vibration, and you start missing some of these things. Yeah. A couple of weeks, you may be able to get away with it, but boom, one day it's going to come after you and you're like, wow. And then it's kind of a gift in a way because it kind of resets you and says, all right, go back to my fundamentals. This is what I need to do. And boom, you start building yourself back up. Yeah, which I did, and in in less than a week, my HRV is already starting to climb. I feel better. Um, I, I just need to stay committed to no matter how busy I get, taking you know forty five minutes to an hour and and just doing that stuff because I I know it's really beneficial. You know, you've mentioned um, mental health a couple times. Are you familiar with um, the book Brain Energy? No, um, my my wife's the clinical director at the Meadows out here and. Scottsdale, Arizona. So it's it's a big part of our conversation at dinner time. So Got I'm it. not familiar with that Got book it. though, but I'm I am interested. Yeah, it's um it's by uh, Dr. Christopher Palmer, and really his contention and and he really proves it, you know, in the book. And this was interesting for me, not being a doctor, not being really in the medical field. I've got some nutritional training, and I've just read a lot of books. Um, 
I'm always a little careful if, you know, something truly is medical. We want to make sure we're referring them out to to a medical professional. And all of the mental illnesses kind of freaked me out a little bit. Um, you know, they seem different than than physical. And, you know, there's, they use an awful lot of drugs that don't seem to work very well. Um, but I've always been yeah. a little leery when I'm dealing with somebody who's been on SSRIs for a long time. Um, still struggling with some of those symptoms. Uh, a lot of those people really are almost desperately holding on to those drugs, even though it doesn't seem like they're making them feel all that much better. Um, his, his whole contention in this book is that everything we deal with in mental health is exactly the same as physical health. It's all metabolism. These are all metabolic diseases. And the same things that are causing diabetes and heart disease and liver and kidney disease. It, it's the exact same thing that's causing brain fog and depression and anxiety. And it, it, so it, it's really, it's really kind of interesting that there's really nothing different about our brain. It's just one more organ in our body. And when our metabolism's a wreck, our brain's going to be a wreck. I can relate to that. Yeah, it seems to make a lot of sense. I'm glad somebody with his credentials, you know, went through and, and really documented and proved it. And when you read the book, it really makes sense. And why would it be different? I mean, really, our metabolism is going to affect every organ in our body. Well, it's interesting you mentioned that because, you know, I deal with a lot of pain patients, especially low back pain patients. And when they come in and they're on these types of medications and they're on uh, these high doses of gabapentin, SSRIs, um, they're very challenging to treat with any type of regenerative therapy. Um, there's, there's a point where I, where I have to work with the physician that put them on these medications to get, to try to get them off, at least reduce the dosage because we won't, we won't make any progress. We'll get them to a point, but there's no, there's typically not a breakthrough where they, they increase their capacity for function doing it, the, the whole process of regenerative medicine. That, that includes the regenerative procedure and then in, incorporating some like, functional rehab, um, but those patients, and I tell them right up front, I'm like, until you get off these medications or get a real low dose, um, this is not a treatment for you. And there's, there's definitely a connection there. Well, I'm glad to hear you say that. When I said earlier, it kind of freaked me out when I have to deal with, with people that have been on a lot of those mental health medications. One of the reasons it freaks me out is we don't always get the results we expect to get. No. And pain, pain is its own individual category. So after a patient's been in chronic pain for three months, it's pretty much hardwired into the nervous system. And basically, when they start losing function and capacity, that gets hardwired into the nervous system. So after these regenerative procedures, you know, they spend money on, you know, maybe some PRP or stem cell procedure. They, you want these procedures to last, and that's where the functional rehab goes. And where that functional rehab comes into play, it's actually brain rehab. We do this brain-based rehabilitation, rewiring networks, establishing networks that, that have been lost, and more importantly, uh, establishing neuroplastic changes to these parts of the body that have been misfiring due to these chronic pain drivers that they're afraid to use these tissues. So if we can hardwire those pathways again, not only will they restore function, they'll, they'll have pain or maybe, you know, let's say just say less pain, sometimes they get pain-free because they're using their biomechanical um, gate, natural gate cycle 
the way it was designed and not having to be uh, uh, have these cantilevers and forces and stresses on these other joints because their natural gait has been inhibited due to due to this chronic pain and loss of neuroplastic change. So it, it's interesting if I understand what you're saying. You, you're basically just saying, for the most part, they're walking wrong and it's really destroying their health. They're walking wrong, they're sitting wrong, yeah. they're getting on and off the toilet wrong because of these pain drivers that they have. They're afraid to use their body. Yeah, interesting. Um, what do you think about the idea of, of going barefoot a whole lot more, getting out and doing grounding and, and just, you know, not telling somebody they've got to spend two hours in the gym four days a week, but just having them get out and get more natural movement? Absolutely. Grounding is, is very efficient. But the more important thing is now you're, you're creating a patient that is becoming more self-reliant on their self-care. So if they start doing these things, they start making dietary changes, they start grounding, they start cold plunging, they start going on going to the sauna. Their intent is to get themselves better. They're putting, they're putting the responsibility back on themselves instead of their doctor, their nutritionist, their personal trainer, their mental health coach. Even though those patients, those, pe those people are very important in their lives, but they're, they're self-empowering themselves. So grounding is absolutely important. We, we are these electric water bags and the, the soil, the earth, the grass, especially if it's not fertilized grass, of course, out here in Arizona, everything's <laughs> fertilized or plastic. Yeah. So I, I don't tell them to step on the grasses outside here, but yeah. it's very important. Yeah, excellent. So, uh, you know, I, I deal almost exclusively with truck drivers. That, that's changed over the years. The more truck drivers we help, the more of their friends and family we end up helping, and they may not be drivers, but... Everything I do, I always pro approach it from a driver's point of view. And I, I drove a million miles in a truck myself. I know that lifestyle. I'm on the road right now. I'll do 6,000 miles before I get done with this trip. So I, I still do it because I miss it. I really enjoy being on the road. But it's a pretty challenging right. lifestyle when it comes to health. Uh, you know, we could go through all the, the reasons sitting 10 or 11 hours a day. Uh, is just awful, and there aren't that many ways to avoid it in this job, unfortunately. The uh, sleep cycles are horrible. The, there's no consistency right. in sleep cycles. The, the, the sleep environment, you know, you're, you're trying to sleep, and next to you is a, a refrigerated trailer where the engine goes on and off all night, and people are running generators, and it's loud, and there's diesel fumes and diesel fuel, and they've got vibration all day long, and they basically spend their entire life in a food desert. So it's a pretty challenging yeah. um, career for health. We've really helped a lot with food. Uh, we, you know, we've, we've taught them how to pressure can their own meat so they can control the quality of their meat and take it with them already cooked, and it doesn't need refrigeration. Um, we've taught them how to ferment vegetables. They can take those with them without refrigeration. We've taught them how to make their own yogurt uh, so we can actually get some, some really good probiotics and not all the garbage commercial yogurt that's on the market. So we've, we've really come a long way on, on the food side. Um, then we started noticing a couple of years ago, people that had been doing this for years and had really gotten healthy were starting to backslide a little bit. And they were showing some symptoms again and um, not always getting the results they had wanted. And everybody was a little confused. My first reaction was, well, well you must have let your diet slip. You know, over time, foods are sneaking in that maybe aren't agreeing with you. But the more we dug, the more we found out that wasn't the case. 
people were not changing their diet. They were right. very happy with the foods they were eating. Um, and what it turned out to be was just an overload of stress. When we started looking at symptoms and, and biometrics and what was going on, I, I just said, these are just people that are really stressed. And it's no wonder, you know, when you, you look at our world during COVID, the drivers were, they were on the front lines going in and out of hot spots before we knew how dangerous this was or wasn't. Um, right. Many of them were forced if they wanted to cross the border, if any of their freight went into Canada, they had to get the vax or stop doing it. Um, so, wow. we, yeah, yeah, I know. So we realized it was stress. And, and I really kind of did a deep dive into stress because what we were recommending before wasn't really working. You know, the, the kind of generic approach to stress was, well, you, you got to get away from the stress. You got to take a break. You got to be more mindful. You should meditate more. And there's nothing wrong with all those things, except they weren't working. They, they just weren't working at all. I, I was not getting hardly any response. Or if they could stay away from the stress long enough, like a week, which, which means you're probably on vacation, we would start to see some improvement. But the minute they were back at work or back into the stress, they just fell apart again. And I realized the, the approach we were taking was wrong, that you know, after doing a lot of research into this, I kind of came up with the concept that stress is like a muscle. Our, our stress response is a lot like our muscle response. And our stress response can get so weak that even avoiding stress isn't enough. And the minute you're back into the stress, you just fall apart again. And I realized you actually have to build resilience to stress, not just try to avoid stressful situations. And I started working on ideas that would be easy to incorporate into a, a driver's routine. And I, I want to run them by you because I'm sure you've got a lot of insight into this. So what I came sure. up with, four things that a driver could do during the day that didn't take a lot of time. And they were all easy to do in the truck. So the four we came up with were, were specific breathing, like Wim Hof breathing and a couple other breathing methods we teach. Um, cold exposure, Beautiful. Um, cold plunges, oh, yeah. cold, cold showers, just going outside in really cold weather with, you know, not a lot of clothes on and shivering. And, um, and then we came up with um, a short duration, high intensity resistance training uh, and also infrared therapy. So we found a band system, the X3 band system that they can carry in the truck and get a whole body workout that's just excellent. Uh, we found some great infrared therapy lights they can use in the truck, or we actually have a, a far infrared sleeping bag they can use in the truck. Um, the breathing and the cold exposure is pretty easy to do just about anywhere. And we're seeing pretty good results from that. Uh, the toughest part, and I struggle with it too, the toughest part is, is staying consistent with it. But if you do, the results seem to be pretty Absolutely. incredible. Yeah. I mean, cold plunging is not easy. I do it every morning and every morning I try to talk myself out of it. <laughs> I know. I was just talking about that. Me this and my morning. wife. Yeah. Yeah. We do, we do three minutes, you know, 44 degrees every morning and it's really made some dramatic changes because we're both hardworking people and, you know, and we spent a lot of money on the cold plunge. I'm like, well, this is an investment in our health. We're working, we're, we're generating income, but we want to stay healthy. And we want to, you know, in our later years, we want to continue to feel the, similar to the way we feel now. So how are we going to do that? And what you mentioned on that list, I mean, it's fantastic. It's just, I'm trying to figure out how, 
how a truck driver could get to a cold plunge. How could they get to like a high intensity workout? You know, if they're on the road, like, are they pulling over at gyms and, you know, doing like day passes? Are they going to like optimize where they have these cold plunges? Like how, or they have these portable ones where they just fill them up with ice. You know, for the, for the cold, when they're on the road, we're, we're almost always limited to just cold showers. Um, mm-hmm. And when I'm on the road, that's really the only access. But it, but a good cold shower, three minutes under really cold water, I'm I'm shivering pretty hard. I mean, I can feel um, oh, yeah. the benefits. So uh, again, we we had to compromise a little on some of these things. But you know, they have access to cold showers this time of year. They have access to cold outside. You know, plenty of them are running. Yeah, in, like, in, you know, especially in New York. Yeah, exactly. Not, not in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, not in Arizona, no, but um, stay, yeah. you know, north of I-70, and, and you're going to have lots of uh, lots of exposure to cold if you need it. The the intensity and, and the um, resistance training we do with a band system. So it's, a, it's the X3 yeah. bar. It's a short bar. It's got all the different bands. Um, really works yeah. well. And the that's biomedical, biomedical X3? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. It, it, that's, that's all you really need. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of videos on this website to watch. I even did some videos for them um, so they can. Oh, okay. We, we worked with um, Garmin, and we created a health watch yeah. for truck drivers. Oh, Awesome. Yeah. So it, it, Fantastic. it's even got my workouts on it. So they can actually go through the watch in the app and, and see how to do the workout. And it explains, you know, how many sets, how many reps, all that stuff. So um, it, that that whole protocol has been working extremely well. And then, like I said, red light therapy in the truck isn't that hard. Yeah. And I know, uh, you know, vehicle windows, they have, you know, UV protection. So they're not able to get, you know, natural sun sunlight. So maybe... You know, opening the windows, I don't know if you guys open the windows when you drive. I know it's cold out, but, you know, getting some natural sun exposure during the day. Yeah. You know, doing some isometric uh, muscle stimulation while you're sitting in the in, in the seat for, you know, five, six hours. How long do you got? You guys have to take a break every six hours. Is that correct? Well, so you're allowed to drive a total of 11 hours in a day and work a total of 14 hours. So loading, unloading, inspecting the truck, those kind of things, you get an extra three hours for that. You're allowed 11 hours of driving. You have to take one 30-minute break throughout the day. So what I try to, you know, get them to do, either do the routine in the morning before you get going or take that 30-minute break in the middle of the day. Make it an hour if you need to. And, you know, if if the conditions are right, when you're going to do your breathing, Go sit on the ground if you can and do the breathing or lay on the ground if you oh, want. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Take your shoes off and, and when you're doing your resistance training, do it in bare feet outside in the sunshine. You know, try to stack as many of these things as we can. Stacking, absolutely. Um, so people that sit a lot, their glute medius becomes unstable, weakened, and atrophied. So one of the major exercises I do for most of my pain patients could be shoulder, especially low back, knee, ankle. We have them do glute medius sustained exercises. What that means is we're stimulating the glute medius and holding that muscle contracted for at least a minute you know, uh, for sets of three. That glute medius is one of the newer muscles from the newer parts of the brain that made us bipedal. And when your glute medius is atrophied, it can actually affect your mental health because it's affecting your neocortex, which is the new center of your brain where a lot of emotional centers are. So if you can get 
some of those bands where they do like a clamshell exercise where they're activating that glute medius and doing a sustained hold, I think that will create a lot of uh, less low back pain issues for, for people that sit a lot all day and truck drivers sit a lot. So what happens is these lateral stabilizers in their butt become atrophied and they, they fall away. So now they become quad and hamstring dominant and that creates havoc on the low back because they're just not having that lateral stability with these muscles that are designed for flexion extension like the quad and hamstring. They become more dominant and they lose their lateral stability so they start developing shear forces on their lumbar spine and start creating arthritis, discogenic diseases like disc herniation, disc bulges, disc, disc extrusions, things like that because the, the lateral stabilizers are not there. So with these bands, and I use a lot of bands in the clinic because I try not to have fancy machines in the clinic so patients can do these things at home. Right. And one of the most important exercises I could say is that sustained glute medius so, uh, strengthening exercise. So I want to talk more about that because it, it, if I'm hearing you right, if you were to work out incorrectly, it sounds like you could exacerbate this problem. So, yes. I mean, if you're axial loading, which simply means like if you're doing a squat and loading up your spine and your lateral stabilizers aren't firing, you can create problems. But I don't think that's what these what your your audience is doing. I mean, this these band like that X3 machine, and I've seen these before. I think a lot of those uh, exercises are, are safe. But yes, if you're loading up your back and you're creating shear forces. Um, and you don't have these glute medius muscles stabilized and fired up, you're going to cause more problems. Absolutely. What would be the, the best movement with a band um, to, to work on that? So a clamshell, like you're laying on your side, um, you put the band above your knees and you raise, you know, like say you're laying on your left side, you would raise that right knee up and you would hold it up. But more importantly, when you bring that muscle into action, you have to make sure you're not using like accessory muscles because that glute medius has been uh, lost its connection with its brain, with the brain. So you lost that neuroplastic change. So what I do in the beginning with my, my rehab patients is I make sure they put their hand on their glute medius, which is right on the outside of their butt. I'm like, point to the muscle you feel activated. And a lot of times they'll point to the, their, their hamstring, their IT band, they'll point to uh, maybe their quad. I'm like, no, we got to reset. So it, it's kind of challenging if patients are having issues where they haven't used that glute medius, that it's challenging to get that muscle fired up. So sometimes we'll use technology to help that, like a neuromuscular stimulator. Got it. But what you can look at, yeah. So we, we'll stimulate that glute medius with the, with the neuromuscular stimulator. This is the muscle we want fired. And it's kind of a cheat because we're stimulating that muscle with, a, with an electric yeah. current and they're getting that muscle to fire up. But once it's fired up, now you develop that neural pathway, building neuroplasticity and building up, more importantly, endurance of that muscle. Yes, strength is important, but we want endurance so it doesn't get fatigued. When you're tired and you pick something up and your glute medius is not firing or, and you, you just create like these, that's when you have the injury because right. it, it lost its, 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 its intensity and because it doesn't have the stability and it doesn't have the endurance. Yeah, I, I, I really like that. It makes a lot of sense. I think I'm going to work that into the routine because I think that would be an important piece to work into the routine. Um, I, I could talk to you all day about stuff like this. What do, we've got some people on the line that want to talk to you, too. What do you think about taking some questions? 
Oh, I'd be happy to. Absolutely. Yeah, let's do that. Let's uh, let's go to Iowa. John, welcome. Hey, I don't know if this is a question for uh, this gentleman doctor that you have on hand or not, but uh, I sent over four test results that I had earlier this year to uh, two Dutch, a mycotox, and a, a GI map. And I talked to you a couple weeks ago about the major imbalance of the testosterone and estrogen. Okay. And I just wanted to see if you'd look at those those results you, and just see if there's something maybe that my doctor missed before I actually call Wolfson's clinic. You know, part of the problem on the radio show is, is you've got four fairly detailed reports here that I hate to try to read on the fly. You know, it, it's easy to right. miss something. I, I didn't know so, if there's something that stuck out. Um, sometimes there might be, but even then I'm a little concerned if something stuck out, but I missed something else because I was trying to rush through the report. So w- with this kind of detail, this is something I would rather tackle on the health coaching, or um, I would recommend okay. that you contact Dr. Wilson's office. Yeah, that's what we talked about last time. I did I did I didn't know there was a guest or I wouldn't have even sent this in today. No, that, that's fine. It, that it, part, it, it, so. Even if we didn't have a guest, I would not be able to read these all fast enough on the air while I'm trying to talk to you so we don't have 10 minutes of radio silence. It, it's just not something I can do on the air. You know, you, you've got a You've I got do a, have I had a suggestion about your raw dairy if you were looking for any, but I don't want to hold up somebody else oh, if no, that, to talk with this, this doctor. Uh, so. Yeah, because um, uh, Sarah sent me over what I thought was a solution for good quality dairy, but the store she sent over delivers, but they don't deliver to where I am. So I'd still have to find a vehicle uh, and get over there and do some shopping. So if you have another option, that'd be great. Well, it's not a, it, they ship as far as I know. And they're in Pennsylvania, but Dutch Meadows, Dutch Meadow Farms. Okay. I, I'm in Iowa, and Iowa is a no raw milk state, but I, <laughs> they've shipped it to me. Okay. Yeah. I, I will check with them because um, I, 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 I am shocked at how poor the quality of dairy that I have access to right now. Couldn't get anything that was worth yeah. buying. Well, yeah, I'm sure out on the road. Absolutely. I, I, I don't drink, I don't consume dairy anymore, nor do I consume eggs. So, and they were, were my original egg supplier because they were soy free, grain free, yeah. or corn free, grain free eggs. Yeah. And then I found now, somebody local that did them. And now I've found out that I don't do well with eggs. Ah, okay. So uh, I've, I've eliminated them. I, I, I did a, a, I just forgot the name, uh, Everly Well. Uh, food sensitivity and eggs, eggs and egg whites. Egg whites, egg yolks were my highest. Interesting. And um, only thing in red. Yeah. Um, and then and then mel- uh, cow's milk and uh, coffee was my yellows, and then every everything else on the list was green. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I don't eat. I I, I do not consume a lot of dairy. I don't drink milk, but I I do like heavy cream. Sometimes put in. Sometimes I'll have a cup of decaf later they, in the day, and I really like it with heavy cream. That Dutch Meadow Farms has heavy cream raw. Also, oh, that would you be may, it may be it may be sticker shock to you. I don't I, know. I want to say it was well, about twelve bucks for a half gallon. Well, it, it won't bother me. I paid ten dollars for a dozen of eggs yesterday because I wanted good quality eggs, and it was my only choice. 
I can't believe I actually yeah, paid yeah. ten dollars for same a way, dozen if, if, eggs. If I want some quality, I will pay for yeah, it. I don't I, care. Right? Yeah. I, and, I, and they they do have a a two a two excellent also excellent. available. All right, but I, but I, not. I, I appreciate that. I am going to cut you loose because I just looked and we have a ton of calls. Um, Dr. Smeagol, thoughts on any of that? Like, a, It's an awful lot of tests to try to look through on a quick phone call. Yeah. I mean, I do hormone balance testing for male and female. Um, and Dr. Wilson's not really big into pellet therapy, but I do quite a bit of pellet therapy, um, injectable testosterone for patients. Um, but of course, we do we do uh, you know everything naturally can to kind of stimulate that. But you know, it sounds like he did a um, had some uh, mold tox test too. I think he had uh, mycotox. Sure. Yeah, um, but yeah. So yeah. a lot there's a lot of treatments in the clinic. We have technology that can address those issues too in the clinic. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I do uh, kind of a group health coaching where I've got more time. We're not on the air. We can submit things ahead of time. I, I review them, and then we get together once a week. But uh, trying to look through this much, and honestly, this is probably a case I would end up referring to you guys anyway. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, the other day I was just talking about um, I, I really wished I could have found even some good quality grass-fed A2 dairy. I couldn't come anywhere close. And then the the one brand that I've always used for heavy whipping cream uh, actually started adding a gum to their whipping cream. And when somebody told me that, oh, I'm, no. like, I'm like, no, they don't. I've been drinking that stuff forever. Well, I stopped looking at the label. Yeah. And sure enough, they, they slipped a gum in there. They probably got bought out. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's probably exactly what happened. And then, like I said, um, uh, you know, and I'm even able to, I, I'm on the road in an RV. I don't have a car with me because I use Instacart and Lyft and all that stuff. But in the last year or so, those services have gone downhill. I've got a Sprouts market that I can order from, but I, I couldn't get any any kind of quality from them. I did find some really good organic pastured eggs, and they were $10 a dozen. Oh, yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. We have we have our own chickens here. We, we have a little ranch. We race, you know, we race some animals, but now we're just raising chickens. We... Um, I have a chicken story I won't go into. We bought a farm a couple months ago that we're not ready to move into yet, but it had chickens. So I, I was absolutely loving the eggs, but it was becoming quite a job to drive the hour round tw trip twice a day to go over there just to take care of the chickens. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I, made, I made mine kind of self-sustainable. I've been doing it for years, so I kind of have it down, but it takes a little bit. It's a bit of a learning curve. Yeah, well, I might hit you up for some advice. I don't think we're going to try chickens again until we actually move into the property. Yeah, it's, you got to be on site, especially if the predators around. We believe it or not, the the property it's nine acres. It's in the or six acres. I'm sorry, it's in the national forest in Washington State. We have so predators around. Crazy amounts of predators. We've got cougars. We've got bobcat. Yeah. We've got fox, coyote, bear, uh, chicken hawks. I mean, it, yeah, it's not a safe place for chickens. No, I have a double barrier, so welded wire, and you know, just, <laughs> I have a really strong barrier around. It. They they can't free range. That's unfortunate, yeah. but you know, if you want to raise chickens here, that's how you have to do it. Yeah, we, we were letting ours free range and they were doing okay in the daytime. And then as the days got shorter, the uh, predators got a little more aggressive and it was not working out well. 
No. So you have your daughter outside screaming and crying because of the chicken in the coyote's mouth. I, I know, and you, I didn't realize this, but I, I do anyway. I'm an animal lover, so I really got attached to the chickens. They were like pets. Oh, yeah. I know. They are. Kind of crazy. Uh, they, they have personalities and everything. It was kind of crazy. All right, let's, uh, let, let's grab another call. Let's go to Tennessee. Randy, welcome sure. to the program. Hey, Kevin, how you doing? Hey, I've got a couple of questions that both you and the doctor can address. Sure. Um, one, talking about, you know, physical activity and this uh, median glute that he's talking about. You know, I've been leaning towards the idea of getting a weighted vest, you know, just for the truck, having 40 or 50 pounds, you know, strapped to my torso. You know, they call them rucking vests, and it's a whole activity for CrossFit, but I see application for it. You know, even if you're just walking from the truck to the truck stop or just doing your fueling activities, your loading and unloading activities, having an extra 30, 40, 50 pounds strapped to your torso in a dedicated vest. Is that a good idea, bad idea? Does it have value? Uh, I'm actually glad we have Dr. Smeagol with us because I wouldn't have a good opinion yeah. on that. Dr. Smeagol, go ahead. Yeah, I love the rucking vests. I think they're fantastic. However, if you have an injury or if you have uh, a low back injury, especially low back injury, it may not be the best idea because if those lateral stable stabilizers aren't fired up and you're kind of axial loading, putting more weight onto your spine, you can create more problems. But if, if you're functioning, not having any low back is issues, you are doing your functional uh, exercises, uh, a rucking vest is fantastic. However, if you're doing lifting, um, loading up, uh, you know, your trailer, and uh, if you if you're kind of bending forward, rotating your low back, and like picking up things kind of awkwardly, you, you're creating these kind of sheer forces on your low back. And anybody, even if their back low back is healthy, eventually that's going to come after you. It's going to come after the joints and the discs of your back. So the proper lifting techniques, especially you know something heavy, and then putting an extra you know 40, 50 pounds on your back, that that can kind of increase your risk of disc injury. However, just functioning, going, you know, going for walks or doing exercises without repetitive bending, I think would be extremely safe. But if you're bending and uh, having this extra weight on you, I think you're just increasing your risk for spine injury and I think incre increasing it quite dramatically. So I hope that answers your okay. question. Yeah, no, no, that's great. Um, you know, because I just even working around the farm, doing gardening, you know, just day-to-day -day active moving. Um, you know, and, and most of those rucking vests, from what I can see, they are built to be, but you can start out with 10 pounds of weight and add 5 to 10 pounds as you go to build up your stamina for it. Um, Absolutely. But, yeah, that's, but yeah. yeah, that's great information about the bending and twisting aspect of it you don't want yeah you don't want that you're just increasing your chip but if you're hiking and you're just kind of you know doing projects around your house and you're not repetitively bending i think you're completely safe and i, I like the incremental weight increase also of course just like everything else but if you're like yeah, stacking yeah, bricks into it. and there's 300 yeah if even if you're a strong <laughs> built guy and you're, you're racking you know 300 cinder blocks that repetitive bending you're just creating these awkward forces on on your on your discs and those discs have these strong fibers, but they do break down if the loads are kind of cantilevered. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Good to, good to know. Okay. And then my second question is, 
can we shed a little light on the untalked about prostate and, you know, men, as we get older, the need to get up and use the bathroom more and more during the night. What is that mechanism? You mean uh, as the prostate kind of swells or gets enlarged? I guess you know yeah. what is it? What is it that causes you to wake up in the middle of the night and then need to go to the restroom? Well, you could have you know, uh, yeah. pro- pro- prostate hypertrophy, where the prostate is larger, and then when you go to void or use the restroom, you're not completely emptying your bladder, and that's an issue I find with a lot of older gentlemen. Is like when they go to the bathroom, they don't they don't relax enough to avoid their, their entire content of their bladder. Um, so sometimes in the middle of the night, I, I recommend my patients to kind of sit on the toilet and just sit there and make sure you just completely empty the bladder. But if you're having a true prostate issue, that, that needs to be investigated. Um, but typically, prostate hypertrophy is due to inflammation. I mean, systemic inflammation. That prostate can grow um, and create all types of problems for patients. So there are different procedures that could be done. There are some natural remedies um, that you could start with, but there is some simple blood work that you can kind of test for these things to see if the prostate is really the issue. But it may just be starting off by having, you know, this, this inflammation. And depending on, you know, how much fluid you're drinking before you go to bed, are you taking enough electrolytes? Um, did you work outside all day and just like, consume a lot of a lot of fluid? Um, so you know these things all play a role. So um, if you have the urge to to go to the bathroom, you, you typically I don't like my patients to kind of hold that urge for too long. I like them to to use to use the restroom, release that fluid from their bladder, and just kind of create a system where they're 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 able to empty their bladder. Like I mean we're we're all in a rush. We're all running around and. You know, you got to use the restroom. We're, in, we're trying to get in and out, but you want to try to get that bladder to, you know, release all of its content hey, or hey, most of it. Hey, Randy. Yeah. Do, do you know what kegels are? Yes. Are you doing them? And that and that was going to be my and that was be my be my next question is you know are exercises a good thing? How how much of this is a meta is metabolic in nature? I think the, 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 that muscle, the muscles around the prostate and the muscles that control a lot of this get weaker over time. I have a feeling it, it's, it's worse for people who sit a lot. Um, and I have found that when I do kegels on a regular basis, all of these symptoms improve. And, you know, earlier I was talking about stacking. This is a perfect thing to do with Wim Hof breathing. So the way I do it is, are you doing any Wim Hof breathing? When I think about it, but not on a regular basis. Okay, so it's make usually, it. It's usually when I'm driving, and then I realize, oh, shoot, I shouldn't do this while I'm Pro- driving. Probably not. <laughs> not. Not while you're driving. It's not. For one, for one, you're not going to do it to the right intensity level when you're driving anyway. Now, there's nothing wrong with doing some right. deep, deep breathing while you're drive, driving or do a little breath retention, but, but I wouldn't try to do four intense rounds of Wim Hof breathing while I was driving. Um, but when no, I, no, I'd end up in the guardrail. So a, a, a round, you know <laughs> that a round is, you know, say 25 good deep breaths, then we hold our breath as yep. long as we can. It's the next step that I incorporate the kegels. It's when you take that deep breath and hold it for 15 seconds. While I'm holding my breath, I do the kegels for 15 seconds. That way I never forget gotcha, to do gotcha, it. It's, gotcha. It doesn't take any more time out of my day. And I, I think you'll see a lot of these symptoms start to improve. That's cool. What I was curious about, it's, you know, 
I myself don't have a huge problem, but my father has moved in with me. He's 82, and I've noticed that he is up and down using the restroom a few times a night, and it kind of started what, making me think about it. What's his um, diet? I, might, I myself... Oh, say, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What's his diet? Uh, you know, since he's moved in with us, it's been pretty good. Okay. Because um, he may still have a lot know, of inflammation. Yes. Yes. He... Unfortunately, he's been the he's been the person that has, you know, everything you recommend. It's well, let me let me see what my doctor says. Yeah. Let me see what my doctor says. And his doctor, unfortunately, is the person that tests this A one C and says, "Oh, your A one C is five point four. We need to get that up. We, we, I'm going to I'm going to cut back your medication. You know, and then the next time it's at seven point six and says, "Okay, that's great. That's perfect. That's right where we, we want well, you to be for your age." Well, you, you just, you know, and I'm like, you, uh. well, you just, you just told me a lot about his diet. If the doctor's trying to keep his A1C yeah. in the seven range with medication, we yes, know his diet's know pretty it. poor. I know it. Yeah. I know it. Yeah. And it's a, and it's a tough, it's a tough battle because, you know, he's old school. He believes in listening to his doctor. Yeah. All right. And, but, you know, <laughs> with any kind of luck. Yeah. You know, that will change. Well, there you go. Give the you know, uh, get, uh, I gotta move along. Give the kegels a try, and um, you may have to do a little more digging if the symptoms don't improve. Uh, Doctor Smeagol, I know we're coming up on an hour here, and I don't want to take up your whole day. Can we get yeah. one more call? Because I think he specifically wanted to talk to you. Sure. All right, let's do one more for Doctor Smeagol. Todd in Massachusetts, welcome. Hi, uh, Kevin and, and Dr. Smeagol. Thank you for taking the time to come on and talk with us. I um, sure. was real curious about your pivot point, why it is or what your story is if you went from allopathic to naturopathic and, and why. Hmm. Well, I did write a book about that, and it's on Amazon. I, to I tell my story. That, uh, I had an okay. injury in high school. I was, I was injured. Uh, I was in the hospital, I had a neck injury, and they put me in the hospital for two weeks in traction, uh, and I put me on medication, painkillers, and I just wasn't getting better. Um, and my dad took me to a chiropractor, and the chiropractor got me better, like within a couple couple of visits. So it kind of got my interest. Um, so I, start, I started studying chiropractic at the age of 21. Um, <clears throat> I graduated chiropractic college in 95, and then I went back to school in 2012 um, to get my medical degree because I hurt my low back. I hurt my low back. I had a disc herniation in my L4, L5. And yep. uh, what, got, what got me better was regenerative medicine. It got me better immediately, very quick. I couldn't practice or do anything before these procedures. So I was like, I want to do this. So I, uh, I got, the, got the procedures. I, I went back into practice and I, I left my family, uh, you know, a week, a month to do my clinical rotations, my residency to get my medical degree. It took me five years. But now, now I have, uh, you know, I graduated in 2018. I'm, I'm practicing regenerative medicine with Dr. Wolfson. But I have strong faith in all these procedures because I, I witnessed them. I witnessed, you know, uh, a patient myself as a teenager, like bedridden in a, in, a neck, in a neck brace, not getting better. I got help from, you know, from this chiropractor. And then 20, 2012, you know, after 20 years of, 20, uh, close to 20 years of practice, I, I had an injury and I... Um, I seeked out help and I found a regenerative medicine doctor. Actually, it was a colleague of mine that was studying it and I didn't know anything about it and he, he got me better. It was amazing. So that's kind of what put me in this position 
and uh, it's I'm so grateful. So uh, that's why I'm so passionate about the work I do because I know what patients in pain are going through because I I've been there. You know, there's an expression: no convert, no zealot like a convert, and it sounds like you know um, the people who write the best thyroid book. I don't know if Kevin, you said this: that are the people who've been through it, who who right. cured yeah. them, who've cured themselves, and um, I'm. I'm curious about the, um, you mentioned a lot of your patients is so much pain. You manage pain. And, um, now I, I'm, this isn't really a statement as much as it's a question, but pain is inflammation, right? And, and inflammation is, is what ultimately the root cause. And I, and I'm, I'm asking with grounding in the background, but so what do you, what is the root cause of systemic inflammation? And we had the one caller about the, um, prostate and, and the other people you mentioned whose pain you manage. What's the root cause? Right. There is no root cause. There's many, there's many facets of inflammation. Inflammation is catabolic. So when you have inflammation, especially around a tissue like an orthopedic joint, that environment, that little self-contained environment becomes catabolic when that simply means that it becomes uh, tissue destructive. So if you're continually having these inflammatory signals from these tissues that are uh, either uh, torn, um, irritated, they give off these chemicals, that break down the tissues even further. So now you have a joint that's inflamed and now you're losing cartilage, you're breaking down bone tissue, and then you may have to go in for a procedure for like a joint amputation, like a knee replacement, something like that, a shoulder replacement or a disc replacement. So inflammation is, is a combination of many issues. Uh, we, we spoke about diet, of course, um, yep. mental health stresses, mental health stresses. Um, maybe even like a, a spiritual component, you know, your faith and whatever that may be. Um, so, you know, the inflammation comes from many areas, environmental. I mean, we know that the environment is, I don't want to say it's toxic because the, the immune system and the human body is adaptable, but when it's overburdened and you keep having like say mold in your house or you have, you know, you're exposed to some like heavy metals or something like that. You know, that's in, in, inflammatory too. So it's not just one root cause. It's, it's a combination of these things. And as, as you go further into your journey, you start researching these things. Yeah, you can't get rid of all the toxins. You can't get rid of, uh, you know, brake dust out on the, on the highway from, you know, these cars breaking and you're inhaling these things, uh, exhaust fumes. That's inflammatory. But you want your nervous system, I mean, your immune system to be immunomodulatory. So you basically... It doesn't overreact to these responses. That's when you have issues. These are autoimmune issues when your immune system over-responds to these inflammatory signals, and then your immune system starts breaking down the tissues of your body. Okay. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I, I should tell you full disclosure, I am a patient of Dr. Latanza, and we did some blood work, and something you said just reminded me. They found, if I got it right, the, the rarest element on earth i think is called tellurium and they found that in my blood and right. Um, you're right you can't control for all those those random variables i have a there's 24 published peer-reviewed studies on grounding and i'm trying to make my way through them but it seems the the benefits are endless and it it seems to um do just wonders for systemic inflammation and and even uh, your mental state and um, you know, I, so since around 1960, they say when they started putting rubber in people's shoes instead of, say, leather, we lost that conductivity and, you know, to become, what's it called, electrically balanced hey. with the earth. I forget the term. It's, hey, it's, Todd. Absolutely. Uh, hey, hey, Todd. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I, I, I'm not sure that I would spend much more time reading. T 24 studies is probably enough. 
Um, (laughs) Here's the thing to remember. Here's the thing to remember. As hunter-gatherers, we never, ever lost contact with the earth. We were in contact with the earth 100% of the time. And we know that that it's it's bioactive, that there are electrical charges. That it, it, So to think that we could now live almost never being connected to the earth and be healthy, I don't need a whole lot of studies to prove that one to me. No. Right. Yeah, it's just that the, the, the claims that the things that grounding does, it's, it, it fascinates me personally. So I'm, I'm, I'm digging deep, and it just... It's just amazing. So when you, like uh, um, the doctor does his cold plunges, that, that makes you exhale, you know, or in, I'm sorry, inhale. But when I, when I put my feet in the grass, whatever lungs, whatever air I have in my lungs, it comes out. It's like, it, it's like putting a branding iron in a bucket of water for me. And I, so it's, I don't know, I just thought it was worth making sure. I would, when, you know, additionally, when you ask people, Kevin, um, you know, tell me about your diet, I I think I would add in, tell me about your grounding. I think it's well, that important. Well, hold on. I mean, we could do that with sunshine. We could do it with stress. We could do it with movement. All of these things are important. But what I don't want to do is overwhelm people. I, I have found right. that the single biggest intervention is always diet. And if you don't get your diet right, you can go ground all you want and you're not going to see great results. So rather than mm-hmm. overwhelm people in the beginning with you got to get sunshine, you got to get this many hours of grounding, you got to do this much resistance training, you got to move more, you got to lower your stress, you got to eat, I, you will just overwhelm people. So the one thing I've right. found that gets the, the best results the fastest is changing somebody's diet. And they see the results quickly if they do it, and then they're motivated to do more. I've proven to them that there is something that works. But if I take somebody with the standard American diet and all I have them go do is grounding, they're not going to get a lot of results. Right. I'm not suggesting that either, but it's just, it's fascinating. And the more I learn about it, I'll call in over time and ask you, but I want to ask Dr. Um, Smeagol, what's the title of your book that we can find on Amazon, you said? It's uh, it's a Journey through back pain, a doctor's recovery through regenerative medicine. Journey through back pain. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I think that's all I have. All right. Well, thanks for the call. We're going to let uh, Dr. Smeagol get along with this day. Uh, Dr. Smeagol, thanks so much for, for joining us. Great information. Um, if somebody wants to uh, do more consulting with you, how would they get a hold of you? Uh, they can reach me through uh, Natural Heart Doctor, Dr. Wilson's clinic. Um, they can call up there and they can actually schedule a 20-minute. Uh, we're doing like an introductory 20-minute free consultation if somebody has questions. Excellent. Excellent. Everybody knows how to get a hold of Dr. Wolfson's office, and that's the way to schedule some consultation with you. And I uh, uh, tell Dr. Wolfson and the team we all said hi, and uh, it, it's his turn to come back on the show again soon. We miss him. and. Okay. Uh, and yeah. uh, it w- we'll probably get you back on again at some point as well. Perfect. This was fun. Thank you. All right. Thanks. All right. We uh, we got about 40 minutes for calls. Um, I am going to wrap this up at noon today. I've got to get on with my day. Uh, we have two calls right now, so I could probably squeeze a couple more in if you want to jump in right now. Let's, uh, let's go to California. Mark, welcome. Hey, Kevin. How are you doing? Good. What can I help you with today? 
Good. Hey, um, if I can get it all out in my head, but uh, so kind of coincidence, you were talking with stuff about uh, Wolfson's office today, but um, you also mentioned earlier before that, uh, I called before I even knew he was coming on, but uh, you mentioned in earlier before that, that there was no, I don't know your exact words, but there's no genetic form of, that you know of, like uh, heart disease for to be well, you know, passed hold, down. Well, hold on. Uh, and there I, is hypo. Let me clarify. Well, if you're going to talk about familial hypocholesteremia, there's a lot of new research on that that it should be completely ignored. Well, um, okay. And and I'm calling basically to kind of, I value your opinion. I have for years. That's how I found out about Wilson. Um, And I guess I'm looking for some reassurance. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm just, kind of a little frustrated, but so we are, this is concerning my wife. So my wife is uh, a new patient, newer patient of uh, Wilson's office. And with the way our time frame and everything was working out and when um, for her work and different things, uh, when we originally were planning to set this up, like we couldn't get in to see him for quite some time. He just, he was going to, uh, I, what, what's this place down in South America? I don't know. Anyway, Costa Rica. Down there. Yeah. Uh, am I losing you? No, it's Costa Rica. Oh, yeah, yeah, Costa Rica. So I'm going through a section just north of Red Bluff, and I hope I don't cut out. Uh, once I get there, I'll be good on reception. But uh, anyway, um, so he recently, you've probably heard of Kneller, Dr. Kneller. Yeah. Okay, so he's a fairly new doctor there working with Jack and his team. And uh, so the next, like, highest qualified person that we could find that would, they express in all their videos that they work with each other, they bounce ideas off, and they, you know, if they need to. And, and uh, considering my wife has a, a rare case of this, which for probably the last seven years, she took a stat for many years. And then we ventured on about the last probably seven, maybe more, eight years, maybe. Uh, we've been venturing into uh, this whole, you know, changing our lifestyle and eating and all, you name it. We're, we're learning about it and listening and trying to implement and do and exercise, the cold plunge, the heat, to uh, food, uh, all kinds of stuff. Um, but she's had all kinds of tests done and she had a number of tests done before us both, I listened to it and she read it, uh, but Jack's book, um, amongst some others, but uh, he doesn't promote a lot of the tests that some people that like my wife's had, not knowing, you know, because of the radiation, different things, and um, trying to find out uh, the, uh, the plaque buildup and stuff like that. So calcification, which she does have, unfortunately, and so I just are, I guess I'm boiling down my kind of thoughts are is we are like a five, six weeks into um, like a protocol from, uh, from Kneller and it's not the money. Uh, I mean, it doesn't, we don't want to spend our, everything we do all, you know, or make to just, just to try to live, you know, like 
just focus on just straight this. But uh, anyway, it's like a, I just felt like it was kind of like another, um, here's a bunch of stuff on this protocol, these different types of beet stuff and um, fish, you know, products and all this stuff that is, is, and he didn't say, he didn't guarantee anything. He just said we need to be aggressive with this because at a certain point, you you will want to start looking at a bypass. And um, so it's like, dang, man, we're 46, both of us. And I, I just, uh, I feel like the products were just, it's all stuff similar to what you have. And it's like, so these products are going to help start to dissolve this, this, uh, this calcification. And it's, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I have some thoughts, but I'm waiting to see if there's a specific question. Shoot. Uh, well, that's, I guess, uh, like I said, I was looking for your reassurance on, <laughs> or if you have any, on their types of protocols and like their, so, I, yeah, I know so there's I, no guarantee, man. But. Yeah, I have some thoughts and you're absolutely right. There's zero guarantees. Um, there, this, I, I wish I could say this better. I don't know why the familiar... Let's call it FH, as it, I swear I struggle just trying to say <laughs> yeah. it every time I try to say it. I'll just refer to it as FH. So FH has always been kind of one of those outlier things. Like, like why does this happen? Why, why does somebody get this crazy high LDL level, like over a thousand? And honestly, if you were to listen to medical literature, you should be dead by the time they figure this out. It doesn't, I, I'm not going to say it doesn't cause problems, but we have to separate most of the people, by far the vast majority of all the people that have been studied with this are on the standard American diet, which is going to confuse yeah. all of the research. Is it the high cholesterol causing the problems or is it just the rest of the diet that causes heart issues in everybody? I mean, lots of people in their 40s have calcification and heart issues and um, cardiovascular issues and they don't have FH. There's some new research sure. that shows in a good, healthy, real food diet that this doesn't even matter. Now, I'm not saying you should ignore it. Um, the best reassurance I can give you is that I can't think of anybody better in the country to treat this. And and I would go with, no, that's why with we're there. their protocols because this is a medical condition. I, I'm not going to give you know, any medical advice about this, my advice would always be the, the cleaner your diet is, the more strict it is, the better the outcome is going to be. I, I will always stand by that statement. Is it going to fix this? Could somebody still have a heart attack? Well, of course. But I, but I believe it wasn't the FH that caused all the problems. It's the, the standard American diet and lifestyle that did. You, she just happens to have another gene that might exacerbate the problem, but the answer would always still be the same. Fix the diet, do the yeah. testing, and address the things you can address. Well, we were trying, you know, and it just seems like since we did a first calcification test years ago, um, we have over five years, you know, dialed in our food and quality, and and then just before... She made this, had this appointment. She did um, a, another one, and it, it, it had accelerated. 
And it was like, and this is, and this is prior to us hearing a bunch of things about K, you know, in doses of K and, and, uh, cold, cold heat and cold exposure and all that, um, helping to dissolve this. And it's, it's, it, it, the number goes up. It's like, damn. And I'm not getting everything out that I know that she's no, I, done and we've done because uh, uh, this and, is, she's, yeah, and she's it would got probably, all this in her head and she's a whiz at it. But yeah, it would probably just confuse the issue more than anything. You're at a level that this is why I hand people off to medical doctors. Because this is not something yeah. I, I would feel comfortable tackling with only nutrition. Again, I'll repeat myself that good nutrition always creates the best outcomes. There's no way I, I would have. That. Yeah. And, and logically, none of us would say, oh, well, if this isn't working, just go back to eating whatever. Uh, no, that would be a horrible idea for, for lots of reasons. Oh, yeah. But again, it, it's hard for me to. My first question would be, well, what does the, the doctor think about the fact that the number's still going up? Yeah. Um, it's not sure yet because we haven't been on there. Their protocol. He wants us to. Well, that makes he total, us to commit to a. That makes total sense to, to me. This. I yeah. mean, because I do the um, same thing with the people I'm working with. It, it, it's going to be more on the nutrition side. But if somebody comes to me after two weeks of eating carnivore and says my prostate is still swollen, well, okay, um, it's been two yeah. weeks or two months or or whatever. Um, are we seeing health improvements? Are, are things getting better? Maybe not the one issue yet, but but are we seeing health improvements? Are there any things we need to be worried about? But but I'd be the same way. I, I you know look, we just started. I mean, it, it's going to take yeah. some time. It takes some tweaking. This may not be the best protocol. We we may figure out that we need to tweak and do something else. And and you're dealing with a condition that is pretty rare. And we don't have any real research on how how this responds to good whole food diets. So, so a lot of this is in some ways experimental. Yeah, other than Wilson's office, you know, <clears throat> their experience. So, well, and that's um, what I mean. They have more experience this than and, and, and knowledge, and and I feel like you are in the best hands possible. Well, we want to believe that, and that's why we chose it, and we're in it. I, uh, we both agreed to commit to uh, whatever it takes, and um, or at least put the time in and yeah. see what what results we can, and and go from there. I just uh, I w- jumped the gun a little bit on calling you, I guess. Our oh no, it's it's I can't help but overthink things sometimes. I um, none of this is it, easy. I mean, it's really not. Like I said, we, there's a lot of confounding factors here. Four decades of eating the wrong food. And we all have to deal with that. How much of this can be reversed? Was that exacerbated by the FH? I'm sure it was. Uh, is there a way to reverse any of the damage that's been done with the FH present? I don't know. I'm not sure that anybody knows. Yeah. I mean, they believe it's possible. And some people have had results good results but oh uh, i absolutely believe it's possible no doubt I, I mean i believe we can really turn almost anything around health-wise um if tissues haven't been damaged beyond repair you know some of the autoimmune conditions cause so much damage by the time we get to them and start healing some things can't be reversed 
And and this one, it, it, yeah, again, I it, it's just so rare. And all of the research is going to be almost worthless because it's going to be people eating the standard American diet. And that's what my wife said. She said, I've noticed that most times people are talking about this or seeing results. That they're, she goes, I, I can't say 100% what they've eaten, but it's, it's implemented that they're gone from eating the standard American diet to then starting some kind of protocol. She's right. like, but we've been eating clean for so long and we've been trying all this stuff. So, and then now that they're, after six months, we're going to do like a, because they don't promote the certain kinds of scans they do through blood work. Correct. You're like, I think it's your APL, little, a, I don't know, little A's and different things like that. I'm not exactly sure, but. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the scans either. All right. Yeah, well, I mean, she wasn't 100%, but she's like, I don't know how else to get these numbers, you know, and we're learning as time goes and. So, in fact, our, her dentist just told her, if you don't get an x-ray next time, then we can't, we can't uh, help you anymore. I'm like, well. Uh, uh, find, find what they call a biological <laughs> dentist. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, we, we, there's probably one. Yeah. We, we talk about searching for functional medicine doctors. For some reason in dentistry, they call them biologic dentists. They, are, they believe huh, in more natural. Dentist. Yeah, they would. They're, they're usually a lot more willing to not require x-rays and those things because they understand the damage. So that's what I would look for. Yeah, we'll check that out in the future maybe because it seems like they're going to end up pushing her away. Um, and I told them they, I, they didn't see me because they wanted to have x-rays right away. And I was like, ah, well, I don't need a cleaning that bad. I'll clean my own teeth. Yeah, <laughs> We're, we are finding so more. I don't have any teeth issues anyway. Yeah, we are finding more and more natural dentists. Well, that's good. All right, Kevin. Well, shoot, man. I just, um, I didn't have an exact question. I just. No, I get it. Uh, I, 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 and I understand why. Stick with this. Um, I, I, if I thought there was anything better you should be doing, I would certainly recommend it. I, I think you're taking the best path forward that's available right now. Well, glad to hear. And, uh, oh, you know, I know this is, how many days has it come out before this recording is? On, on uh, the app? Most of the time, Aaron's got them loaded by the end of the day. Okay. Well, I'll let her listen to this and just a um, little reassurance, I guess. And yeah. So, other than that, man, I... Uh, a quick truck question, man. Sure. Go Have ahead. you ever driven a truck with a bad... Uh, with a grenaded clutch brake? Yes. Yeah, it's very annoying. Sometimes it's really difficult. It, like I, I've had one, yeah, and it does I, it. I had one die on me in, in the middle of a trip, like just completely grenade. And the only way I could come to a stop was to stall the truck and then restart it in gear. I guess my, maybe mine's like dying because I mean, uh, well, it might just a be adjustment. It came out. Oh, oh, you got pieces coming but, out. How many yeah, miles? Yeah, through the inspection plate, but you're what? How many miles are on that clutch? 650. Have you owned the truck the whole time? No, since 250. Uh, was it a so fleet? So it's been progressing. My throw-off bearing been getting, has been getting louder. Uh, so. it, it, it's probably time to put a clutch in this thing. Well, I have one. Um, I already ordered it Ordered it from uh, Pittsburgh because I have their tune in the truck. And um, the clutch I have in here is an Eaton, not like self-adjustable. You can't adjust it. Factory. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I... I've never been able to 
do anything with so it. Did, but did you get um, a lipe? I pulled some pieces out of that. Li- what? Did you get a lipe clutch? I did. Okay. I did. So yeah. I've asked around a little bit about it, but you'll be much happier with that. Um, they, yeah. Well, good. I mean, they didn't say it was going to be any easier on the pedal. Just that oh, it's, it, a, it, it's the, the opposite. roller bearing design system. It, it, it's almost the opposite. So the, the the easy pedal clutches were actually kind of a compromise, and they they didn't hold up as well, and they weren't as durable. This, this clutch is all about durability. Well, good, because I don't want to put another one in for... The, the, it's a little premature for me, I was hoping, but... It, it is a little early. Whatever, i got a rear main steel that's leaking. This one should outlast the truck. Well, that's good. Uh, yeah, it's never a, a cheap thing, and I'm not. I'm helping pull it, but I'm not yeah. doing it all myself. Yeah. So now you'll but, you'll uh, you'll be happy with this one, and this one will last you a good long time. All right, we got to move along. I want to get to the uh, the rest of these calls here pretty quickly. Let's go to Oregon. Greg, welcome. Hi, Kevin. Hey, I'm just calling back uh, with an update. Talked to you last week, real quick. Um, wanted a little recommendation from you as well. Um, but I've, me and my wife have started. You've inspired me to actually start a low carb. I, keto was a little too much for me. I think to bite off right now. I think okay. going full keto is just really too much. <clears throat> That's fine. Shock for me. Um, yeah. Getting everything out of my house and, and getting everybody in my house to yeah, right. go along with it would be kind of tough. So right. if the stuff's laying around, it's hard for me to leave alone. But um, I've been on for about a week um, and haven't, well, I don't know. I'm doing better, I think. <laughs> kind of slipped a couple of times. I, ha- I actually had uh, a morning donut today. Probably not a good thing, but um, hey, hey, Greg, okay Greg, so <laughs> Greg, yeah. I want to help you with your thought processes here. So if I had to okay. pick, if I had to pick the three worst offenders in the standard American diet, the three worst ingredients, it would be wheat, seed oils, and sugar. Now, tell me what a donut is. Um, two of those things for sure. <laughs> no, no, all three. Uh, it is wheat and, and it's, sugar. <laughs> it's wheat and sugar fried in seed oils. Yeah. It may be That's the probably true. It may be the most toxic food in the standard American diet. Now, I, I'm going to beat up on you a little bit. I would not be surprised okay. that you're seeing. I would be shocked if you're seeing any results. This has been a week, and you told me it, it was kind of low-carb, but there's food around, and if it's around, you eat it, and you had a donut this morning. I, you're not going to see any results, or very few. Well, I've been doing pretty good, Kevin. I mean, okay, okay. I'm, I'm glad. Today, but I, I'm, I, I think I've been doing good. I've been keeping a, keeping a log and stuff like that. Um, I mean, obviously, I have cut up a little. I ate a few... And I'm talking about four um, little tiny Mexican wedding balls on Sunday because they brought them over, and it reminds me of my mother who's gone. And I, you know, some, uh, yeah. some things that were childhood related. I, you know, I, I ate that, but that's really all I've had that was that I would say is bad. I haven't had any flour. I mean, I went to what, what, you know a burger what, place and got uh, in, uh, you know, got lettuce wraps. Well, Instead well, hold, of a hold, bun and stuff hold, like that, hold, I haven't really hold on had a any second. flour other than Wait. those two slip-ups. Okay, I was so, just going to say. I'm doing you, better. You, My you, wife's working on it, too. I mean, really. 
So, so we're encouraged. But I do have some questions or asking for some recommendations. We're headed out to Mexico this weekend, and I wonder, you know, I'm kind of worried about going down there. Uh, and we're going to the Yucatan, but uh, I don't know if the location in Mexico is a big deal, but which, you, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to slip up, but I'm worried about going to a foreign, foreign country. And, you know, of course, maybe it'll be better. I, I don't know. I, I mean, there's well, a lot no. of... There's a lot of variables going on that I... Well, there's a, there's, I, there's a million variables. And, and just because we cross yep. some imaginary line on the globe doesn't change anything, really. And, and you shouldn't even think about it that way. The only thing that matters, the only thing that matters is your ability to either eat the right food or not. You drop me in any country in the world and I can find the right food to eat. Everybody has meat and eggs. And that's and fish. If you're on the Yucatan, that's loaded with fish. That that's a big thing for them in that part so. of it, well, it is in that part of Mexico. They do a lot of seafood. But it, like I said, it wouldn't matter what country, what city, what town, what part of the world, what state. It, everybody has good food available, and every place has horrible food all over. So it, well, it, it's not a matter of. I've been doing real good, I think, it, well, with the exception uh, of the slip. I mean, like in the morning, I haven't been eating it even in the morning until midday. Perfect. And, you know, I've been eating uh, nothing but meat and stuff like that. I mean, steak. I went to the store last Wednesday and loaded up on, you know, lamb, a so, rack of lamb. And so what? Take a breath. Like take, take a breath. What would stop you okay. from eating that way in Mexico? Nothing. And That's exactly right. I'm Nothing. just worried because it's a family thing, and, you know, you get around a lot of holiday hey. stuff, and they're doing some, Hey, Greg? Uh, well, Greg? I don't know. Greg? Yeah, go ahead. Does anybody no. in your family put a gun to your head and say, eat this donut or I'm going to shoot you? <laughs> well, no, and if they did, they probably wouldn't be around much longer. <laughs> so, so tell me the only thing that could change what you put in your mouth. Me. That's it. I you. That. You are the only one. Yep. Well, we're working on it, and that's, that's a good thing. And, Absolutely. You know, I I stopped in yesterday up in uh, up at, up at the store. Me and the puppy were up there getting along. And, uh, it was nice to meet Lisa and, and the people and the puppies in your uh, in your warehouse. Yeah, we're, we're very animal friendly. Yeah, the one thing I didn't want you to do was get discouraged because it has been a short period of time. And look, I tell people all the time, if you only eliminate 90 percent of the grains out of your diet, you may not see hardly any results. It, 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 it's just the way it is. But when you eliminate 100 percent, the results are incredible. So just little cheats, especially in the beginning, can really set us back. And I, and I didn't want you to get discouraged because of that. It almost sounds like you're the opposite, though. You're not discouraged at all. So you're, you're fine. No, I, I, I think so, Kevin. I, I mean, I'm really, it's more about training myself to get over those surges that I get, you know, like in the middle of the night to get up and get sugar. I mean, I got up last night in the middle of the night and I needed it. So I got grabbed the whole orange and ate orange in the middle of the night. You know, I mean, 
I got like I said, I went to the store last week, got all so, everything that I from the store that I know what it is when I look at it. It doesn't smell weird. It looks right, and you so know, the, yeah, probably got too much pesticide and other American chemicals okay. on it, but. What can I do? There's only so much you can do. That that I'm not too worried about, right? If we stick to the right foods, then I'm not going to get too crazy about the food quality right now. Um, the the sugar okay. cravings are absolutely real. Everybody deals with them. There are a couple tricks. One, stay very hydrated and use a lot of salt. Make sure you're salting your food heavy and stay very hydrated. Yeah, talked, and when you have we a... We talked about that last week. Yeah. When you have I a... Have been, I have been slipping. I eat or I drink Coca-Cola. The only thing I say, I haven't been doing high fructose concept cola. I've been getting Mexican cola, which is, you know, sugar rather than high fructose corn syrup. I've been having small amounts of that. I've been dramatically cut that back, though. I mean, but I do a cola about a day. So that, that, that's that'd a, be nice that, to get rid of. Well, I'm working on it. That alone means you're not low carb. Really? Wow. Pretty. Okay. I, well, I can promise you a Coke and a donut in a day, and you are not low carb. Now, the donut was... This morning, I know you told me you drink a soda a day. Here, here's what I'm not doing that. Well, and that's the point. You got to keep working on it because you're not low carb. You're not grain free. Yeah. You're working in that direction, and it's only been a week. So, so keep working in that direction. The sugar cravings are real, and so lots of water, lots of salt, and eat more fat. When you think you've got a craving for something sweet, take a big bite of butter. Yeah, I guess I I, bought, I actually bought some butter. I need to put it in my truck. I keep forgetting that. I guess I have it at home when I'm when I'm uh, at home and I have a sugar craving. She didn't tell me that last week, and I tried it um, for about three days, and I I don't know, maybe I just didn't get enough time, Kevin. It it didn't really satiate me enough to and stop it. it. And, I mean, and, and it might not. And, and let me tell you, this may sound a little drastic, but when people need to quit cocaine or heroin, they just have to go through the withdrawal process and deal with the pain and uncomfortability. It's the only way to quit. And sugar has been shown to light up all the same parts of the brain that those kind of drugs. So, so when you see people and they have to go through rehab for 90 days to get off drugs, this is why. Addictions are real and they're powerful, and and the addiction to sugar is pretty damn powerful. It's not going to be easy, and sometimes the only way to beat it is just to just knuckle down and have the willpower to say, "I'm just not going to eat that, no matter how much I want it." It's really tough. But uh, yes, it is. Know, there is hope. It, but let me and, and, let me know, just, let me give you the other side of the coin. Ahead. It's a whole lot harder being sick. I can't disagree with that one bit. I mean, I've been I've been sick for decades. You know, it's not it sucks. It's not going to change in a week. Yeah, and it sucks being sick. It's really hard. Going to the doctor yep. is a major pain in the ass. Getting prescriptions filled, taking prescriptions, more tests. Then something else goes wrong. Now I got to go back to the doctor again. Now he wants me to go see this specialist. That sucks. That's hard. That's difficult. Yep. The The beauty of breaking your sugar addiction is once it's gone, it's gone. 
I'm hopeful for that. I have, no, I can I promise have you it happens. I replace sugar, white sugars with honey, and I'm, I'm doing that. I actually bought some raw honey this weekend as well, but I've, I've been using honey for... I don't so, know, probably a decade. Well, well let me, like primary but, sweeteners. Well, here's what we got to do, though. Honey is better than sugar. Maple sugar is better than white sugar. I, I get all those things, and I use those sweeteners now because I can. I can use them in very, very small amounts and not create a bunch of cravings. But would we ever tell an alcoholic, go ahead and have a beer or two today. That'll be all right. Obviously not. No, we no. make them quit. Abstinence what? is the only method, right? That, that's yeah. correct. And in the beginning with sugar. Now, the good news is, unlike most alcoholics or drug addicts who could never go back because they end up right down the rabbit hole again, once you become meta- metabolically healthy and you stay away from sweet stuff long enough, you can go back and eat small amounts of it. And that's all you'll want. Your taste will change. You won't crave those huge amounts of sugar like a soda has. I mean, that's something I've been doing all of my life. So it's going to be a hard road. I mean, literally, since I was a little child, reading the Dr. Pepper bottle before I can almost remember. You know, I mean, I was probably three, four years old. You're you're not you're not unique in this. We all grew up like that. I, I grew up eating sugar coated sugar bombs cereal and putting three or and putting three or four more ta- teaspoons of salt on, or sugar on it, and and I washed it down with the soda. It was all we drank in our house was Pepsi, and that's not an exaggeration. So uh, almost all of us have been through this. You're you're not unique in that. We've all been eating a, a, a sugar overload our whole life. That is the standard American diet. Sure. I mean, it's so every, number one chemical in the U.S. I yeah, think. everybody who is now eating low-carb, keto, carnivore, everybody had to go through that and they had to break that sugar craving. We all have it. And it is a right. it is a true craving. The human body does crave sweet yeah. stuff, and the reason we crave it is because it's so rare in nature. And when we could get it, it was actually a, a nice little bump of energy. The problem is now sugar is everywhere in everything, and it's now a toxin. Certainly. Yep. Well, I, I'm grateful for you know you inspiring me to. To really change my diet, my wife and I, who is much sicker than I am, uh, she's also, you know, uh, agreed to get on board. I mean, she's going to her doctor finally today, to, but she's got some extremely serious problems like high blood pressure and diabetes. And you know, we're working on it, and I, uh, I think you've inspired us to do that, and and that's a godsend for us, really, Kevin. Well, good, and and stick with it. It is hard. It's going to be hard. I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. It's difficult, and it will be difficult for a while, but I can absolutely promise you it's worth it. And I'll also say this. I understand where you're coming from and why you said it the way you said it. I don't consider high blood pressure and diabetes that big of a deal anymore because they're so easy to fix. And that's what I'm inspired with. I mean, if I can get her 
off of that stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, not that I'm doing any better, because I certainly have my own issues, but uh, I'm worried, quite frankly, about her long-term health, and she's 11 years younger than me. So, you know, it's a big deal. It it is, and the good news is it works every single time. Every time. There are no exceptions. So what would you suggest for things like a tortilla or something? Because, I mean, we... We have been eating tortillas. I mean, I guess you're saying I need to eliminate that as well, it sounds like. When have you been eating tortillas? Oh, in the, in the late, late for an for evening, uh, you know, like a taco. What did I so, have last week? I think so, I had a burrito. You lied to me earlier. You said the only two times you ate flour was the donut and whatever the other thing was. What do you think a tortilla is made out of? Oh, yeah, they were flour. I did. I didn't intentionally lie to you, Kevin. It, it was. The, well, I don't. You know, I don't care I mean, if you, you lie to me. Don't lie to yourself. Go ahead. Yeah, right. To that be true, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so the good news is you've already started to see results, and you've been cheating horribly for just a week. Um, so I assume your <laughs> wife has too. And I promise you, this works every single time. Every time. Your wife, if she follows through with this, will not be diabetic and her blood pressure will be normal. I promise. It happens every time. Well, I pray for that. Yeah. Sure. It, it, it works. Really does. Um, thank you, Kevin. I appreciate the inspiration and all that you're doing. And, uh, you know, like I said so, last week, keep on tracking, as they say. Yeah. So, so call me next Wednesday, right? Oh, I'll be in Mexico next Wednesday. I don't. Okay. I may be able to do no, it. No, that's all right. Call I'll, me when you get I'll, back I'll, from I'll Mexico. I'll call you and give you an update, though, as soon as yeah. I can. Okay? All right. Perfect. Thanks a lot, Kevin. All right. Talk to you soon. Take care. All right. I'm going to take one more call. There are a ton of calls still on the line. I hate to end a show with calls, but we don't have any way in this new phone system to shut them off. So I apologize if you're on hold. I'm not going to get to you today, uh, but I, I am going to take one last call. We're going to go to New Jersey. Danny, welcome. Good morning, Kevin. Or good afternoon. Yeah. Uh, uh, can you hear me? I can. What's on okay. your mind today? I, I, I want to apologize right off the bat because I'm last call again. I've only called a few times. No, that's fine. Back, uh, that's fine. I just yeah. I, normally, I, I said, uh, you know, I, I pushed you into overtime. Now that, that, that you kind of let me. That, that's fine. Kidding, no. That's yeah. fine. And normally under the old phone system, either myself or the call screener, yeah. if we knew we had to stop at a certain time, we would just turn the phones off so they didn't pile up. This uh, Now we can't. Right. There, there's just no way in this system. If the show's live, the phones are live. And we must add like 15 calls on there all of a sudden. I'd be here for two more hours wow. if I stuck around. You know what, Kev? To me, that's very encouraging because... You are what you've, and I've said this other times, what, what you have been able to bring to these airwaves and create a, uh, a clear thought process, especially on Wednesdays, you know, well, in, in all the categories, actually. I mean, because you've helped me tremendously. Good. And my main uh, inspiration to call is to promote the store. And I, I got a little bit. When I called previously, I think it was in May, I was waiting to have a hip replaced. Okay. And I got tied up in, in the workman's comp 
with all that. And my, I was promoting the store at that time too, because anybody who's calling today needs to understand that all of us have to come to the realization to understand what we believe. And if we don't know what we believe, you know, I, what helped me throughout the years, I, I drove for 50 years. You know, I had to hang up the keys because, well, anyway. But what I'm getting at is you could listen here and then just don't listen to anything while you're holding that steering wheel going down the road. And just see what comes up and get a clear understanding because you really do not want to be attached to the standard medical system today. No, you don't. And, you, you know, you you brought in... Uh, individuals to the air like Dr. Davis, he spoke about Ansel Keys. Ansel Keys was a real live individual who had an agenda and he succeeded with his agenda by breaking what our grand great grandfathers and great grandmothers brought to the table as far as food by creating the standard American diet under Senator uh, McGovern. I forget his first name, yeah. but he, he's real. That's history. Then you had, uh, I forget the other, well, uh, Western A. Price. Yeah. Western A. Price is another one. They still do conferences. He was a real one that came to the year. So, and you are in that category as far as I'm, I'm comp- uh, concerned. And um, I just want to tell you, I wound up getting the hip replaced on August 1st. After they, my doctors, I suffered with... Uh, uh, blood clots prior to that. And I called you a couple of times because I was on blood thinners and all that. Yeah. And uh, w- what wound up happening is on August 2nd, I, I walked 75 steps on the walker. Everything was great. But my doctor, uh, my uh, vascular doctor had the foresight before I went in for the hip to put a filter in me. I don't, I don't have all the medical terms. My wife is very good on that, on that side of the street. But it, just in case anything would happen, but to make a long story very short is I wound up on the blood thinner that they had me on in the hospital was heparin. And I became allergic to heparin, which is HIT, which transitioned into DIC. Now, I don't have the acronym. I, I know that's an acronym, but it wound up to where all the clots went crazy. And I my blood was thinning and my blood was not thickening enough, but I to make I wound up lose I lost my right leg. I was in the hospital from August first until uh, September seventh. Wow! Then I wound okay. up going to Kessler Institute, which is the same uh, the same place where Christopher Reeves yeah went and going through therapy. So where I'm at right now, I I really had the question for Doctor Smegler. Is 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 that his name? Uh, he's not here anymore. The, the we had to let him go. Yeah, no, I, I realize, but I'm just Smeagol. Uh, he, he talked about he talked about gabapentin, and I'm on gabapentin right now. And I just was wondering. Well, I, I'm I'm going to make a call to him. But, but what I'm I'm going to dub back to the store. The I, I made it that no one the, the the amount of people that make it through DIC from what the chief medical physician said down at the hospital where my wife works there. And she's very, she's in touch with all the doctors. I mean, my care was off the hook. Okay. But what I'm trying to say is that you, you got a very serious platform here, especially for the times that we're living in. 
Because if we don't have our health, we absolutely have nothing else. Because in my town, which happens to be West Orange in New Jersey, the the hospital, the you know, I my wife works at the university hospital, which is attached to Rutgers down in Newark, and that's where I went. But St. Barnabas is the hospital here in Livingston, New Jersey. It's a small city up there. And that's how much they expanded the hospital. My wife, when we went to the doctors yesterday at university, she says they're going to knock all these buildings down and they're building more. And, and the way I think is, in, is because that's where the people are going to be because we're getting sicker and sicker and sicker because of what we eat. I agree. And our immune systems, like the vascular doctor is, is you know, I don't want to, well, I could give his name, but I, I don't think it's really proper. But he, I, I love the guy because he had the foresight to put the filter in me to collect the clots. And it, it, he said after, you know, they, they, had to, they took my leg below the knee first, and then they wound up taking it above the knee. And he said, you're one tough dude. And I said, yeah, to a, to a degree. I said, but I got Kevin Rutherford. And my wife looked at me. She, <laughs> you know, she she knew where I was going <laughs> right. because I eat as clean as I possibly could. And if I couldn't really eat clean, it's still to this day because of, you know, money and all that money's yeah. tight right now. I, I don't eat, so I fast. Yeah. But what I'm getting at is that, you know, I said it's because of my immune system has a part in it. Plus, you know, truth be told, I found the Bible approximately 14 years ago, and I'm very strong in faith. And Dr. Smigler just talked about faith and between that's what we have to concentrate on. And yeah. what I would like a little direction for, like right now I'm on 900 milligrams and I know you're not a doctor, but I'm just just try to hear me out. I'm on 900 milligrams of gabapentin. Uh, three times a day, and I'm on 30 milligrams of the oxycodone. Tomorrow, I'm going back to Kessler in order to get fitted for the prosthetic, which in my mind, this is only an obstacle. You know what I mean? This isn't where life stops. This is where life is really going to get good. You know, because I've been in the truck for 40, well, 50 years, you know, but my own for over 40 years. And uh, that, that's the biggest dilemma in all this. I got to get rid of my Coronado. And, you know, yeah, that's a tough <laughs> that, one. That's the sad part of all this. But yeah. if you could give me a little direction on what I could be doing, you know, very simplistically to keep my immune strong because the level of chemicals that I'm putting into my system for pain right now. Yeah. So I've got two two recommendations that will help a lot. One, you've heard me talk about the stress protocols, right? Yes, and, and, and are you, but I'm, I'm not real clear on, on what that entails. Uh, okay, in, in you ready for, to write something down? Yeah. Okay, yep. so the first thing I want you, you have a smartphone, right? Uh, yeah, regrettingly. I, I'm no, I a little bit like Dave Owen. I like, know. I, 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 I don't use a lot of technology. Yeah, but or, it, yeah. Th- there are some good uses. Now I can teach you without the app, but the app is so much easier. Go to your app store okay. and, and look for Wim okay. Hof. Okay, Wim Hof, which I'm very aware of. And download his app and start doing the breathing as much as you want. You can't overdo this. And this is, is okay. good for a lot of things. Good for your lungs, good for your immune system, good for stress levels, which stress levels are good for your immune system. When we lower stress levels, our immune system gets balanced and strong. Uh, the other thing that will be on that app is the 
cold water challenge he got on the okay. app Wait, and i understand that yeah, yeah. and uh, he starts off really easy it's a three i think it's a 21 day challenge to get used to cold showers and on the first day you only have to do 10 seconds that's it and then over time wow. he'll, he'll add a little bit until you get up to about two and a half or three minutes and then you should be used to it and you'll actually start looking forward to it very good for your immune system Infrared light therapy, if you can afford some infrared lights, get some infrared lights and okay. do, do infrared therapy. And the, okay. re, the resistance training, whatever you are and, capable and, of doing at this moment. Get some bands, work out whatever muscles you're able to work out. Those four things can be done in less than an hour a day, and they will right. dramatically improve your immune system. One more thing that I'm getting ready to add to my routine, and I, I don't do this easily because I really don't like taking supplements, but I, I am seeing an awful lot of people get sick. There's an awful lot of pathogens out there. I don't think this is going away. Absolutely. So I, I no, am this time of year when things are like this, I am going to start taking our immune support kit. I haven't really and, taken any of those things since I tested them way back when and did the research on them, but we have the kit, and I'm just going to start taking it. Okay, now, I, I do buy a lot from the store. Now, would I just, how would I uh, search for that in the store, it, the, just, the kit itself? Just type in the word immune. Is it, just oh, go to the search okay, bar. Beautiful. Yeah, go to the search bar in our store, and up at the okay. top right, that's where the search bar has a little uh, magnifying glass, and if you type in immune... Yeah. Um, as soon as you start typing it in, you'll see uh, the immune support packs. You'll okay. see um, NDK immune support. You'll see advanced immune support. You, you don't need the advanced okay. unless you're already sick. Uh, do the NDK immune support kit. And what's in it? NDK. Okay. Yeah, it, it's our bioimmunozyme, our bio C plus, our bio D. Uh, Zinc with copper and beef bone broth. That's the kit. Oh, wow. So I, I pretty much do uh, some of that. Yeah. You know, it, I, I start out my day with the bulletproof coffee, with the brain octane and everything. And uh, yeah, the, the cardio miracle. That's what I told, you know, Dr. Curry is my vascular doctor down there. And I, you know, I showed it to him. And, you know, he, in that mindset, and this is going back to what I was saying before, I mean, they're very, very good people. I mean, I got treated like a piece of gold down there. Yeah, and but they, because they don't believe no, in I'm, supplements. I'm realizing, I'm sorry. They don't believe in supplements. No, no, they don't. And, and that's the sad part. And I, I went to see him on Monday, and, you know, he's got me taking a baby aspirin every day, and I want to get away from it. And I, I asked him, and he says, "I he says I can't make you take it." The I stopped taking, uh, what you call it? The I was on heparin for a while, and I I called you at one of my other calls that where my INR doctor, where I had to go once a month, he would be wanted my numbers to be between two and four, and I I'm assuming that that regulated my uh, the thickness of my blood and all that, and he couldn't give me an answer why because I'm. I ask why on everything. I've always been that way. And that's where, I, you know, I, I say, like, the individual could sit in the truck after you listen to this show and just sit in silence and just see what you remember, see what regurgitates, 
and see where you actually want to be within our sphere of what we're having to endure in this country right now, because we're in very serious times. Yeah, we are. But, yeah, but what you and you've been able to do what you've done, and I admire you way over and beyond because you and I always when I first started listening to you, she's uh, it's got to be close to twenty years ago, right? When you came to the radio, uh, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, and I would listen to you, and I'd say. What is this guy doing? <laughs> Here's a caller on the phone, and he's just going on and on and on. And and, and I said, wow. But then I, I recognize your, your your uniqueness to be able to listen. And your heart is out there. I mean, that's what I see more than anything when I listen to you is your heart. Because your heart is absolutely in this because you came to the day to where you listened to Kim and you went started reading all that you read and you believe what you believe today. And this is where we need to be. And Kev, I know you got to go, but I just got to dovetail to this next topic. And I brought it up before. There's a woman, her name is Catherine Austin Fitz. She has a webpage. It's the Solari Report. She She was an investment advisor. She's in her 70s. She does Wim Hof. She's got a very strong connection with uh, Dr. Mercola and the amount of information that she brings because she became assistant secretary to HUD, uh, Housing and Urban Development under George Herbert Walker Bush. And she and I didn't say this on any of my other calls. One of my other calls where I brought it up was your first call with David Owen. She discovered twenty one trillion dollars missing from the Pentagon. I know. Back in 1990. I know. 1997. So what I'm saying, she's got a community of like-minded people, and you've got a community of like-minded people. David Owen has a community of like-minded people. And here's the time, in my estimation, where we all need to unite, because Paul brought to the air last week about what's going on in New Zealand with, with the currency. It's already in place. That's what's coming I know. here. Central bank digital currency. And what she teaches with a T, capital T, she teaches cash every day. She started out just cash on Fridays. I know. And But she, just know. Did, she did a whole video last week on pharma food, on what they're doing over in the Netherlands, where they're, they're taking, they're actually going into the womb of a cow and they're genetically modifying this some called meat that they're going to be merging with the bugs and everything. This is all real stuff. But what I'm trying to get to everybody who's listening today, I don't want you to go away. And the only way that you're not going to go away, I'm getting emotional right now, is to support what you bring to these airwaves and understand that this is real. We're in a fight. We are. And we, we have one or two ways that we're going to go this way. We're either going to stay on the dark side, which is the traditional system that we've been lulled into very slow but surely, or we're going to come to the light, and you are the light. Well, and this I, is serious. I'm, I, I'm not going anywhere as long as I can stay here on the air, and I don't see any reason why I can't. I'm certainly going to. They're no. not, they're not going to shut me up. They've tried many times. Um, if I have to stand right. on a street corner with a bullhorn, somebody will hear me. 
and, and I really well, I, appreciate. I want to be behind you. Yeah, you and I, I appreciate I the support and and promoting the store because it, it still is um, the best way to support us, the store and our subscription programs. You know, the the twelve dollars on the tribes or the coaching or, uh, and as long as we can, we'll we'll still be here doing what we do. So thank you. Right, uh, Kevin, I appreciate it more than I could say. And I just want to put that out to like Matt and Paul. Matt, I mean, I admire him. I mean, and it, you know, for the voracious reader he he is, and you are. I've never been. I never carried a book in my life. You know, when I went to you know, school, they, school was an afterthought. You know, you, you, <laughs> and I, you know, I identify with a lot of things that you said throughout the years. And until, I, and I'm going to be truthful, I found the Bible, and everything that's in that book is happening today. And, and it says it was going to happen. And it's all you got to, yeah. like I said, know what you want to believe. Yeah. And you know, you the, mentioned the um, of light. D- David Owen earlier, and and David and I have spent a lot of time together the last couple of weeks, almost a month now. Um, in fact, when I get off the air, I'm heading back over there to Nastic today. We've got a lot of work to get done this week. Um, the, but David and I, we've set, spent a lot of time talking about trucking and ideas and things we're going to be doing. We've also spent an awful lot of time talking about books. David is a huge reader as well. And uh, our, our, book, our book interests are very, very similar. And that, that's a great thing, Kev. Yeah, and I just want to put a shout out to Terrence. Terrence Leanne's in my prayers. Prayer is very, very. I'm I'm living proof of it. When you get the time, just research DIC. Yeah, what that is. It's we'll do. Nobody survived. It's very few survive it. I appreciate the shout out and, and the prayers. That's powerful. So thank you. They there's nothing more powerful, but. She has to believe also. Yeah. You know, because I'm living proof. I'm I'm living proof of it. There you and go. And I, I appreciate you, uh, you know, uh, I, I know I get crazy, you know, I, but uh, I, I, you know, I, 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 and I'm not a good caller. I'm a I, much, much better listener. I prefer crazy to people who are sleepwalking through life. Yeah, we can't do it. I, my whole family, I can't, I, know. I can't even get through to my children where they see what they actually see. I've never been in better condition in my life. Never. Fantastic. I'm 67 years old. That, that has you know, to be a great example Kessler, for them. Hopefully it, they when I went to Kessler, it gets through. And, and they started doing the physical oh. training and everything, they were amazed on how I, right off the bat I was making the transition from the wheelchair to the mat, from the wheelchair to the bed, doing this, doing that. And I said, you got to understand, I drove a truck for 50 years of my life. You know, my, my last, I was leased to uh, food rollers, which is, uh, you know, ShopRite. It, it's the food industry. I yeah. called David Owen that day. But anyway, it, just to get in the back door of the trailer, we had brand new equipment, but they would bring them through the shop when they arrived and make sure that there were eight tires on the back of it and there were no scrapes or dents on the side of it. And they would park it. They would put the, the plates on it and out the door it went. Yep. They never adjusted the back doors of the trailer. So I spent, you know, I would do seven, eight stops a day with about 450, you know, in between 450 and 500 miles a day, be home every day and sleep. But I had to wrestle that door up every day. I had to wrestle the door down. And then when I did get the door up, hopefully that the meat was still on the pallet and the produce was still on the pallet because if it wasn't, guess who had to pick it up? Me. (laughs) Because the generation today, are you kidding me? I mean, they don't want to do anything. They don't even have an inkling, but I'm just giving encouragement to like Mark 
Mark, you, you're there. Just believe what you, just understand what you already believe and let it go. You, you got the, these functional right. medicine doctors, especially I haven't had the opportunity because of, you know, cash flow to call Dr. Wilson. And I don't want to waste his time with anything until I am able. But, you know, if you're already in there, he's not going to steer you wrong. I mean, <laughs> and Catherine Austin Fitt, Catherine. She does all these Western A price conferences. She just came from one. Excellent. You know, and all right. they, her, Danny, her I got to move along. All right. Brother. I got to move along. I, Good I, stuff. Kevin, I keep, keep calling. Take care, brother. All right. Take care. I will. Yep. I got to wrap this up. I got a lot to do today, tomorrow, and Friday, and then I got to get pointed towards the Pacific Northwest and get home. So things are getting a little hectic for me. Uh, tomorrow will be a short day as well. I'm not sure what's on the schedule for tomorrow, but we absolutely have to wrap up at noon tomorrow. I can't go a minute over. Um, I've got a really busy afternoon with appointments tomorrow. So we will see you back here then. And Friday, there'll be no show. I will be in the uh, nest training that day. So we will see you here tomorrow. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.